Yo, welcome back everyone. Episode back. 19, subject to change. And if you can see from the title of this uh, podcast, we do have... A special guest. We do have Travis Scott with us today. Mm. I have a last name, dude. <laughs> I have a last name. My dad's going to listen to this podcast. Like, it's Hughes. Oh. He's going to be pissed about carrying forward the family name, you know? Oh, okay, Travis Scott Hughes, you've ruined there, it. Travis Scott it's Hughes. It's not Travis Scott, the guy that, uh, that raps, by the way, everyone. I do know that. I do perceive he him could. by five years, though. He DJs. That's not even his actual name. I know, but we don't know. Why are you ruining this for us? <laughs> but I'm not ruining it for you. It's my actual name. <laughs> no, oh no, So I'm like original. I'm OG, dude. You are older than Travis Scott, aren't you? I think so, by yeah. like a year or two. Yeah, okay. You DJ, though. You don't rap, but you DJ. I don't DJ. Come on. It's like a, I'm, such an am- I'm such an amateur, man. Come on. Let's be honest here. Patience. Give it time. Yeah, give it time, bro. Now the lockdown's coming out. Have you done, bro? Six months. We'll be I'm straight on you it. behind the decks at the next house party. Ooh, oh, definitely. Be bro, fun. definitely. It'll be fun. No, welcome, but though, we, we welcome, my friend. Thanks, man. Pleasure. We really appreciate you uh, accepting our invitation to pop on to Subject to Team. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, be a good one. We wanted to bring you on here. Obviously, like we'd spoken quite a bit. I know that you were in the Army, the Special Forces over in the US for like, you know, eight years. And we spoke about bringing you on before. And I know that, I guess, what, what, what was your actual role? What did you actually do within, like, what's your actual role yeah. within the Army? So just to be like 100% clear, so... The eight-year time is like the time that I was in the military completely, cool. like mm. from end to end. Yeah, cool. like the training to finish. Yeah, so it 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 kind of it it transpired from like eighteen. I went to a military prep school, mm-hmm. um, and I actually joined the National Guard, which is kind of funny. Like, I, yeah, like I I was like. It was a military prep school, and I was trying to go to the military academy in okay, the U.S. Okay, so just to like. Confirmed with everyone on listening. Like, what is a what's a military prep school? Yeah, like, so it's that? it was just a oh, sh- I just touched on. the thing. Um, yeah, it was a it's an academic institution that prepares you. Like, there's a military aspect to it. Like, they run it like a military school. Uh, That's so what it is. So it's just a normal school, but they have a military kind of environment. There's to a flavor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a flavor to it. Like they train you to basically yeah. go in. So while I was there, I joined the National Guard, which it's a joke. Mm. Um, but I went to the military academy after that. Like the the it's like Sandhurst in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. I was there for like about four years. Um, and then so that actually counts as time. So that's like a four year long thing. But you're yeah. you're training and cool. you're doing everything. You're also doing academics. So yeah. it's it's like yeah. a uni, but like you're also. Waking Prepare. up at 5 a.m., yeah, yeah. you're in your shoes, making your beds. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. preparing to be an officer, basically. Yeah. Like, the whole point is to, it's a leadership institution, yeah. but also, like, an engineering school. Yeah. So, I did that for four years, and then I was in the military after that for about five, mm. but I did three of those years in the regular infantry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I've seen both. Like, I did the regular infantry, and then I did two and some change yeah. in a special operations unit within, yeah. within cool. the army. Yeah. So that's the background. Cool. Like the that's eight it. years is like I did eight total years of my life. Yeah, cool. Mm. Eight or nine. It was like about nine. Um, How long was it you were in the special forces for? Two and some change. Sweet. Two years and some change. So yeah. I know that like obviously we tried to get you on for a while and I think in the beginning it wasn't really something you wanted to talk about. So yeah. what kind of changed? What kind uh, of made you decide, you know what, fuck it, let's give it a go. I'll come on and talk. Dude, I think honestly the reason I decided to talk is because everything that happened in Afghanistan, like mm, that we recently. just did this pull yeah. out, and and I feel like a lot of a lot of the friends that I have that that have like sacrificed over there, like we've I've lost a fair amount of people that I know, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I've seen a lot of people come back wounded, and it's like a lot of friends of mine are thinking it's all for nothing. They're yeah. like, man, like what did we do? Like it was twenty years. Yes, yeah, like I rem- I remember when we first went in. Like I remember being like, why are I we there? Remember, like yeah. 
it was weird. Like I grew up in the shadow of nine eleven. Like yeah. I literally grew up like thirty miles away from where that happened. My yeah. dad was in like literally volunteered on the pile for like six months after. Yeah. Um, and so I grew up with that. And then, uh, so I think what, what actually changed is like, I, I just feel like a lot of guys came back and they're like, what's it all for? And because I was in that arena for so long and I have so many people that I know, I feel like it's good to come and just talk about like what that life actually is. Because I yeah. think, you know, um, a lot of people don't talk about it and a lot of people don't understand what it actually like what it means to live that life yeah and i'm not i'm mm. completely like dude my career was not um not impressive by any stretch of the means compared to other friends of mm. mine mm. but it's like i want to come on and like at least talk to what that means yeah so that yeah, those guys cool, when they when they move forward in life are not i don't know at least feel like people recognize what they did yeah you know what I mean? it's like i kind of said to you before we started recording i think it's really interesting from our point of view not being in there what we mm think the army is like but mm. then obviously your experience of that would be completely different because to any regular civilian use an army jargon there love it oh cool. check yeah. you out <laughs> check you out to, to any civilian love any, that for you any uh, regular civilian all <laughs> we have in our minds with the army is probably the movies yeah, yeah. or the games totally or wildly or how yeah or how, how the army is actually marketed which is something that we want to talk about mm. as well Highest market in the US and highest market in the UK because I can tell you what and Australia and Australia because I can tell you what I rem- I do recall watching army marketing videos on TV back home in the in Northern Ireland and it's like oh, oh I'd love to join like it literally really? just they make it badass in Northern Ireland make, they make it so badass really like if you can fix a bike then you can fix a car if you can fix <laughs> a car true. then you can fix a helicopter Very true. join join the RAF today and you can do this and yeah. they, they create this whole thing like it's they make it almost like it's an easy progress you know what i mean it's like if you can do this you can fly this and i'm just like i understand why people would join because it's ver- it's like they always put a lot of money into it yeah so what's what's the marketing like for the US cuz obviously first of all like why why did you initially join the army? Mm. And then oh. we can talk about they didn't what know. kind of like first brought you into it. They yeah. didn't need to market to me, dude. Yeah, no, no, not at all. So I, um, why, yeah, why did you first like want to join? Like, what was the first moment you were like, I really want to take part in this? Yeah, I think it really stems back to wrestling. Okay, mm. it's very odd. You I, so wrestle. you wrestled yeah, back I grew in up high school. I grew yeah, up my yeah. whole life, dude. I grew up my whole life doing like wrestling and martial arts. Okay, um, what I kind was, of martial arts did you do? I was not anymore. I yeah, can't like, say I do it anymore. Back um, in the day. Yeah, I did a ton of like karate. Okay, yeah, I was cool. super into that. Like, I would box with my dad in the house. Did you get house. black belt? No, no. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm just curious about what kind of belt no, you got I to did as a kid. I did it for like nine years, but they moved us up so slow. Like, yeah. it was such an incremental dude. Like, mm. like once a year, you might be able to test. That's for a, a belt. fair amount of time, though. Nine years. But I was like, it was like when I was a kid, dude. I was doing oh, it from like okay. this, this little yeah. until I was like maybe 14 or 15. Okay, and then other sports took over. But like, yeah. I was wrestling my whole life, and I think there. There's a lot, at least in the in the special operations community, and then the army writ large. Like the most, probably the most successful guys were like wrestlers, mm-hmm. because you grow up just so disciplined. Like, you know, you have to cut weight for a season. Mm-hmm. Like, I think every season that I wrestled, I'd have to cut like oh, I can't put it in kilos, maybe like ten kilos pre, like preseason. I have to Jesus. cut yeah, shit to, between like eight to ten kilos before yeah. a season because wow. you 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 maintain a weight for like the whole season. Yeah. And that takes just like unbelievable discipline. It's outside. Like imagine like you play a sport, you go practice, you lay it all out in practice and then you have to come home and you can't eat what you want. Yeah. Mm. Like you got to eat like you're on some like 
you know, yeah. a rice crackers. Like really, really strict diet. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, dude, my da- I would come home. My dad would have everything portioned out. He'd have like chicken here, like a little <laughs> bit of spinach, a little bit of rice, and like twelve ounces of water, like this. Mm. Jesus. And that was my meal. And gang, then like gang, a gangs. snack would be like a rice, like a rice cake. But that taught me at a young age. Like I was up at six in the morning. Like discipline. I was mm. running. Like I would take lunch off just to go run to like cut more cut weight, more weight yeah. especially before a match so yeah. it was like this like i was living a spartan lifestyle at like a mm. very young age and i'm not even i didn't even think about that until today yeah but it was like i was conditioned to like and that level of work ethic it yeah. was like every day every practice was like we had four hour long practices with one water break at two hours jesus yeah jesus. like that was no joke like coach sook shout out um <laughs> but uh yeah, it was like really just like hard nosed, like blue collar, back breaking yeah. work. Like we just did these insane workouts, four hour practices. Like, and my coach was always just screaming, like, "Be the hardest worker in the room. Don't let anybody like work harder than you." 100%. It was like all these life lessons that kind of like trickled in when I was like yeah. a kid. Like yeah. this is like I'm talking like age ten and up until like end of high school. Was your like dad or granddad or anything no. like into nah? no? Okay. Dude, nobody. Like my dad was a lacrosse player, which is like. Really Bro, lacrosse is pretty finesse. like my friend it's used finesse. to play that it's pretty violent i play it too that was yeah. like my other sport but like it's so finesse mm. like it's it's a, you work hard but it's a team sport yeah this was wrestling is individual dude you're sitting there and there's like your whole <laughs> so fucked up but like your whole high school is in this gymnasium and the mat is in the middle in the middle yeah and there's a light and everything else is off except there's one light and it's I'm just, just you in a tight little lycra thing and your balls and everything are like, you know, everyone can see how big you are or yeah. not, you know? <laughs> it was so, dude, it was, it, it was really Whoa. rough and you had to like... Get me on. And, and right? And <laughs> I just remember like if you lose, I lost a ton, dude. I was not good. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't good until I like really dedicated myself to it and it was like the last year of high school I got like really into it. Um, I wasn't good and so I had to like take these like really really emotional losses yeah like in and just go back in the room and work harder mm. so i got really used to just getting my ass kicked for like a while um you think that kind of set you up for when you yes yeah mm. yes yeah it made for me sure. like super like, like a steel trap yeah and humble i mean that sounds like i'm not but um yeah so that was like a that was a primer uh so Why i was, was like, that like transition what do you mean so transition after going through that where you're like, I want to now like move this into training to like be in the army eventually. So I never actually, like, dude, tra- I didn't train to be in the army. Like that's the thing is like I was at yeah. such a high level of fitness for my whole life. Yeah. And then 9-11 happened like when I was in year seven and I didn't even really understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, I actually, dude, it was fucked up. But like I laughed when it happened because I was like, oh my yeah. God, what an idiot. Like who flew a plane into the World Trade Center? Uh, yeah, 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 and yeah. then I realized like what like, it was. was. And then even then, man, I remember the early days of the Iraq war and the Afghanistan campaign. I was just like, like I, it didn't like hit me with like the gravity of what it was. Yeah. Because um, I was like too young and immature to, to really understand it. But I remember like seeing the effect it had on like my community. Mm. Like we had friends who like lost parents that were there because we're all Jesus. really close, dude. Like yeah. I was in a... I think they called it like a bedroom town. Uh, it's not the right term for it, but it's like a town where like people sleep in their town, but they commute into New York City. Yeah, okay. And so like half my town had people that were like in and around that area, yeah. like finance people and like that kind of thing. So I grew up in like a, a nice area of Jersey, mm. like not rich, but mm. like middle class. Yeah, middle class. And uh, I just remember like seeing the effect it had on everybody there. And then like the effect it had on my dad was pretty profound. Mm. Um, like the year... Like, so it happened in September. He was on the pile for a really long time. I think he got done in February, but he was going every single day to this like landfill where they were basically taking all the rubble and they were moving into this landfill. 
and they were um he's basically there to like pick out bodies and like identify remains and he found like a he found a walkman that was still playing yeah like do you imagine that the whole building came down it was completely just I know it was still playing music. He said music. it was just dust, and this thing was playing music. They, whole fire trucks were this That's big. That's eerie, man. That's like, crazy. if you go to the site now, you can find they have fire trucks that were compressed this big. Jesus. Like, wow. Yeah, it, it, the, the amount of force and pressure and, and heat. Yeah. Um, and I just remember that January, the Super Bowl happened. Mm. You know, like, the Super Bowl is, like, the biggest, biggest like, yeah. TV event. Think. And you 2 performed. Love yeah. you too. Shout I out to Ireland. Love, I do love you too. And uh, <laughs> big fan. Big fan. <laughs> the whole uh, island shouting back. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> and like you, you two perform. We're in this restaurant, and he just started to like cry like a child. Like my, he just bawled. Jesus. And I was like, oh fuck, like this is really serious. And then I was seeing like the war on TV, and uh, I remember coming out of high school, like I really wanted to go to the Coast Guard Academy. Yeah. It sounds, sounds kind of lame, but like, yeah, it's random. but my dad was like steering me towards that. He's yeah. like, you should go to the Coast Guard Academy. He's like, you can fly helicopters, mm. you can save people. And he's like, it's chill. You live on the beach. Like where I am now. Was your <laughs> mom like still, was your mom like on the same kind of page, wanted you to get involved in uh, that? Or was she like kind of. So actually like. any mother? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. not really. But it was, it was odd. Because your dad sounds quite pro and I just wondered like what the kind hey, of. So that's the thing. He wasn't really like pro it. Mm. Um. I, I like I, I don't have like a relationship with my mom. It's kind of okay. sad yeah. personal shit. But yeah, yeah, basically, like I didn't really care about her opinion. Yeah, um, okay. and I don't even think I was speaking to her at the time. So, but I remember like I was like I'm gonna go to the Coast Guard Academy. So like my whole like final year at high school, I was like this is all I'm gonna do. And it's just as hard to get in there as it is to get into any of the. There's three. There's four service academies in the U.S. There's like the Air Force one. Mm-hmm. There's the military academy, which is the Army one that I went to. Mm. And there's the Naval Academy and there's the Coast Guard Academy. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the Coast Guard because that's the job I want to do. Like I want to fly helicopters. And like I want to, you know, hang out on the beach and like yeah. pump iron. Like I don't want to go to, you know, I, at the time I was being kind of like talked into it and like, hey, you don't want to go to war. Like you don't want to do this. You don't want to do what everybody else did. Like, you know, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna fuck you up. Like you don't want to do this. But in deep down, I was like. Dude, I wrestle every day. Like, I'm hard-nosed. Like, I'm tough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what I want to do. And then at some point, so I went to that military uh, junior college, like, to prepare. Basically, so I didn't get in. I didn't get into the Coast Guard Academy oh, like, okay. out of high school. Like, I applied. They were like, you're really... They say why? Yeah, they were like, basically, your grades weren't high enough in high school. Uh, okay. Like, they're like yeah, elite yeah. academic institutions. So hmm. you have to be like... And you have to be sponsored by a congressman or a senator to Serious. go to any of them. Yeah, you have to go and, like, compete wow, okay. for a sponsorship. Jesus. So they have to pretty much like write off like, yeah, this guy's. And then you don't even sweet. get in after that. There's plenty of people that get sponsored and they don't get in. Jesus. So you not only not only do you have to get sponsored by a congressman or a senator, like you have to compete for that among like 50, 60 people per district, or whatever. You That's crazy. even when you get sponsored, you don't get in. There's plenty of people that don't get in. So I didn't get in the first go, and they were like, you know, if you go to this place in Alabama, like you'll get in, like mm. maybe. So I went and I actually did like really really well. I was on the wrestling team down there. Um, and I got into, I got into the, the military academy and I got into the Coast Guard Academy. Mm-hmm. And I think I got rejected from the Navy. I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Mm. Like, that's actually what I used to want to do. Like, even my parents would go to the, we'd go to the beach every summer for like two weeks. And I would swim up and down in the ocean. That's like, I would crazy. swim, I'd swim like the length of the beach. Like, like, it was about like a, like a kilometer. I'd swim a kilometer up and a kilometer back. And my dad would walk along the water. Well, you you could teach Dwayne while I was swimming. Yeah, right? I can swim very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> so, ra- so racist. But anyway. Uh, at least I, I can sit in the sun, Dan. Look at you. Oh, dude. Am I, I feel You're like, red. Am, am I red? I know. I haven't got any sun cream on. I'm going to be fucked after this. It's dude. so hot. Milk was a bad choice. Um, 
But yeah, dude, I was doing that. And so I really wanted to be a SEAL and I got rejected from the Naval Academy. Yeah. I was like, fuck you guys. And uh, yeah. I ended up getting into the military academy, which was like, honestly, dude, it was such a stretch. Like mm. I could, I was, they told me they're like, you can, they actually rejected me at first. They were like, all right, uh, sorry, but you weren't competitive enough to get in right away but we'll send you to our prep school. It was a different one. So they're like, you want to do another delayed year uh, to get in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we'll either do that or we'll put you into the last batch of the people that would potentially get in, but you don't have a good shot. They're like, what do you want? And I was like, put me in the last batch. And then I got in and I was like, oh shit. Fair so play. That sounds like a fair play. But before I went, they were like, I had a choice because I got into two of the ones. I, I got into the one I originally wanted mm. and then I got into the, the one that's the army academy. Like you get out of there and you're an officer in the army. And I was like, the day I remember like the morning of like my, my parents, like they took us on a, like a nice vacation. I think we went on a cruise, mm. went on this cruise and it was like the last to rocks. I had to report to one of the schools for like the first basically in dock where you spend the whole summer just like getting hazed. Uh, and like they, they really, they fuck you up for like a whole summer. And I was like, where am I going to go? Like what, what's my life going to look like for the next like 10 years? And, uh, I told my dad, I was like, I'm going to go to the army. Yeah. And he cried. He was like, don't do it. Like, it's bad. Like, he's like, I see veterans coming back every day, like, mm. missing limbs. Dude, it was, like, the height of the Iraq War. Yeah, It was actually the, the surge. It was, like, the second surge. And I just remember, like, there's guys coming. Like, they, there was guys coming back killing themselves. There was guys coming back, like, missing lim limbs, yeah, arms. That's crazy, like, man. Everything. Crazy, P crazy PTSD, I'd imagine, from yeah. those guys And he was back. just like, don't do it. And I was like... I'm gonna do it. What, bullsy, age, what age were you at this stage when oh, I was 18? 18. Yeah, it's it was fair 18. play, man. That's fucking bullshit. So I did it, and then uh, and then I went up to the school. So when after like that process of obviously the prep and then the academy, what happens then? Is there like you become an officer? Did you say? Yeah. So and then is there like <laughs> another stent of like physical and like mental training oh, that you'd have dude, to do? It never through? stops. Yeah. It never like your whole career. Does, does it in, does it increase yeah. as you move from one to the other? So after you got out of the academy and like okay, you're an officer, yeah. then obviously with the army there's a hierarchy. So whoever was above you would would there then be a process with you and other guys who are on your same level going through physical and yeah. mental? Yeah. Like, what was what was that like whenever you first got in and it's like your first day on yeah. on whatever the site or whatever. So I actually it. didn't graduate the academy. Yeah. Um I was there for like almost four I think I was there over four years, but yeah. I didn't graduate. Um like Ooh. my first first two years because of wrestling, I suffered like a ton of concussions. Like back to back to back to back mm, concussions. Yeah. And then so that was growing up. I was getting these like head injuries, but yeah. I, back in the day, like nobody paid attention. Pension it was like you get knocked like on that. the head, you're good. Like just you just on. walk that shit off. Yeah. And, like just get back in the ring. Um, and then, so I suffered all these head injuries. And then when I got to the academy, I suffered like four or five like really tough ones. Like knocked completely out because yeah. it gets worse as time goes on. Like yeah. if you hit me in the face right now and I got knocked out, like I probably have to go to the hospital because yeah. I've had so many. Mm. Um, and so I suffered a bunch of them, and I my grades just fucking tanked. Yeah. Like, so bad. And I basically spent, like, three of my years there on academic probation. Oh, geez. And eventually they were like, you, dude, you got to go. Yeah. Like, it, like, a whole series of events happened that would just take – that's a whole other podcast. But a whole series of events happened. I got kicked out, basically, and I went and I lived in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Because um, I was like, ah, I want to do something with my life, like, because I wasn't sure if I was going to be in the Army or not. Because uh, they were like, you get kicked. It's a weird. It's a very convoluted and weird story that I'm not going to get into. Mm. Yeah. But I lived in Washington D.C. for a while. I worked like odd jobs. Like I worked at the Afghani embassy, actually. So that's why the 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 conflict is like really hits a hits little bit home. Because I view. met I met the diplomats and I like worked with Afghani diplomats yeah. for like six months. Um, and then I had odd jobs. Like I worked like a night job in a hotel. 
Like I did like the night shift, like from mm-hmm. like 11 a.m. to 2 in the morning or 4. No, it was like 11 a.m. to 6 or something. Um, but I was like a night concierge in a hotel yeah. in like right up the street from the White House. And so that was like really interesting. I worked at like a startup. So I had, I started like expanding this like professional network <laughs> Yeah. Um, where I was not associated with mm. the army. But mm. like for years prior, like all I was doing was training to be an officer. So like every summer we were doing training, like every you know, every day you're doing like training, but you're also doing academic stuff at the academy. Mm. So after my separation from the academy, I went back. They like, a bunch of politics happened. They brought me back to school because they're oh, like, nice. hey, you're good. Like, you know, we know that, you know, basically it was like an appeal. And then I came back. And then after I came back, they decided, nope, we're kicking you out again. Dude, cool. it, was, it was so wild. Like, the, it, again, it's like a whole podcast that, like, yeah. that, that, that whole that in itself, segment that whole of experience, life. We, yeah. dude, we could talk about it for like two hours. But okay. it was really, really tough. And, uh, like, emotionally, it was mm. really rough because it's like you're with your friends. Like, dude, like, these people, you live in, like, rooms in, these acad- in this academy. Like, mm-hmm. it's three bunks, four bunks in one room, and ev- there's four desks, and every guy's got, you know, you got to study, you got to stay in shape. Like, you got to you know, be well liked by the leadership so yeah, you can like sure. get through it. It's dude, it's an absolute grind. My and Lord. you make like these really tight friends and then you get completely ripped out of that environment and people are like, what happened to that guy? Like what did he do? And everyone has like a bad impression of you if you get kicked out. Yeah, like, true. There's like yeah. you know, done something to yeah, like, yeah, what did you, you had to do something, even yeah. though honestly in all likely it, like in my case particularly, like what actually happened didn't really happen. Happened, it was, yeah. it was the way it was interpreted, it was fucked up. Yeah. And like I wasn't old enough or mature enough to really like defend myself the right way like it's like young kids like become criminals and they're like yeah. but they're not you're like, literally like 19 you know what I yeah, mean like yeah. you just like, didn't know so, any better yeah you don't really know much um, so yeah that happened and then I got booted back out and so that was when I actually had to like officially join so but instead of joining as an officer I had to join as like the bottom of the barrel guy and what's that called it's a private Oh, it's private day cool. one. It's day, like day one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I actually went to basic training, dude. Like I went to like like the the army's basic training for kids that are like fresh out of high school. Yep. Like legit. Like they, um, oh man, you in the coffin? I know. But it's like I went with kids that like had like petty crime and like came from like the deep south and like had no other option. They're like, this is what they were gonna do. Yeah. And so I ended up. Um, I ended up going through that process and that we had like, it's in basic training. We'd have like these little like fight circles at night. Like if you had beef with somebody, Cheers. like someone could be like, yo, you and me tonight. What and the then, fuck? and then everyone would get in a circle and we'd have to do it quietly. Cause there was like, there was like drill sergeants there and they would patrol around at night, make sure no one was out of their bunks. And when I was there, they were like lightly staffed. So we knew that they weren't going to come and barge in on us. So we'd actually get around, make a circle and then they would put like they'd wrap like socks around your. It was like prison. Oh, they'd so you yeah. do it just to make sure you punch and yeah. punching yeah. with the socks on, so you don't. Yeah, like, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Job. So we, we'd have like full on brawls. Have you been involved? Like, did yeah, we, oh, hundred percent. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, some guy was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't fucking like you. You think you're smarter than all of us because you were supposed to be an officer." Everyone knew that I got booted mm. from, and everyone knows what this military academy is because that's where a lot of the officers come from. Yeah, why yeah, do, you, yeah, why yeah. do you think this kind of stuff? Why do you think that happened? Because my my mate was in the Israeli army, and he said that in training, like it's like a thing where the new guy gets woken up and just gets in a fight. Just like, an oh, no, initiation kind you, of thing. You like, like well, haze, no, haze the new guy and well, you, you just get woken up being absolutely battered. Yeah, the hazing happens, but like this was like we're all in, in the same, we're all in the same position together. It's like we're an all ego, ego thing, is it? No, Why man. do you think it happens? Yeah. It's because you put a 
a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds into a small, into a small confined, confined space, space. Yeah, yeah, and then you yeah. put them under pressure, and mm. people just crack. They need people, to just what like re- release steam. Is yeah, that- yeah. I mean, dude, true, people's true colors come out. Like you have yeah. guys that Fuck. were like we had guys that were like Golden Glove boxers from yeah. like really rough neighborhoods. Like grew up in like crime. That's the only way they know how to solve problems. Did you yeah. find it quite like, when that was happening? Were you did you find it quite easy to I guess move past it, or were you quite intimidated by that whole process? Oh, dude, well, given my concussion background, I was like a little. A little like, yeah, yeah, I didn't really want to get, get involved. Yeah. And so I actually found myself, because I was a little bit smarter than a lot of them. Yeah. And I, it, it wasn't even that. It was just like, I just kind of... Smarter. You were smarter. Street smart. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah, a little yeah. bit of street smart. You can smarts, say you were smarter. And I could like talk my way out of weird situations. Yeah. Um, and so I... But at times I had to get involved. You know? Oh. Like there's time... Like there's, were they quite you, intense? Was like quite intense fighting as well? It was just, dude, it was just crazy. Like, yeah. but it happens every, honestly, if you meet anybody that did any kind of like infantry, Everyone would say infantry basic, yeah. yeah, this happens all the time. Like Fuck. they're like, you come out and you have like a bloody face or whatever. Like the next morning when you show up and you're standing there, like, you know, everyone's at attention. They're all locked up and these drill sergeants are all tough. And they're yeah. screaming in your face and they'd be like, what happened to you last night? I okay. fell out of my bed. I fell down the stairs. I fell out of my yeah. bunk and they're like, yeah, okay. And they, it's looked pa- like they, they know it's a, it, yeah. dude, it's a part of life. Yeah. Um, and so I went, no one, no one's going to snitch. No. Bro, yeah, if you no. snitched, what would happen? Did anyone ever snitch? Uh, no, but like there was guys that we didn't like that that got like, you know, you ever seen the like this did happen in the movies like, and it happened in real life. It's like you put like a bar of soap in a sock and jeez, oh, oh. yeah, mate. there was some of that. There was some of that. Um, there was a lot of uh, yeah, it was just like you just you just fuck with people. Like it was fuck. so bad. Um, did you get involved in like the group that was like the main culprits of this? Do you have to like get involved? Otherwise, no. you can't beat them. Join them. So I think this is so weird talking about basic training because it's like literally this much of your whole career. But like, mm. so interesting. It was the I. Th- it's it's literally prison. Like the the whole thing is prison. So if you're you just got to be smarter and align with the right people. Yeah, 100%. that's, that's and like I think for me say. it was because I was Stand smart. It was smart, and I was like good enough to like rela- I can relate to anybody. Mm. And I was able to like relate to some of those guys from like the rough areas that were kind of running shit. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. had like a tiny group of guys that's that ran mad. shit, and then you had the rest of the guys that were kind of like minions. Mm. And so I kind of like got in with the guys that ran shit. And were you holding on to their pockets? Oh, yeah, a little bit of pocket, little bit of pocket <laughs> so, action. Bro, I'd, I'd be yeah. that bitch. I would be that bitch straight away. Whose pocket can I hold? I'll like yeah. do anything. I'm lubed up. Let's Dude, it was go. just such um, a weird time. I don't mind. It was such a weird time, but like I, I ended up getting through that, and it was humbling too because everybody knew where mm. I used to be. Yeah. And the drill sergeants would be like, oh, you were that guy that got kicked out of West Point. And they're like, they would even say, they're like, my career is your punishment. Because everyone knew it was a punishment that I was like now the bottom of the barrel guy. Yeah. And then after that, I got sent off to Alaska. So I got okay. stationed in the middle of Alaska. Like that was my first. So I could have went in special operations right away. Mm. I had a slot. Like I, I was offered the seat. Yeah. And I had some mentors because the whole point of doing this military thing, at least what I thought it was supposed to be, was that I was going to do like 12 months in the enlisted ranks yeah and then i was going to mm. go back to west point the academy yeah and i was going to finish up okay and i had a girlfriend at the time that i was like totally gonna i thought i was gonna marry her like we were really serious and i remember like saying hey listen i'm gonna go do this thing it's gonna be a year and then i'll go back to the academy i'll graduate i'll be an officer it's way looks way better like it's you know college is done the whole thing yeah and uh so it was only supposed to be like a 12 month stint of being enlisted and so i was like well i'm not going to go into the most dangerous thing that i could possibly do because Obviously, I just want to finish this without getting injured, go back to the academy, graduate, marry this girl, and then 
go be an officer. Maybe I'll do it on that side. Yeah. You know, when I'm out, when I have a degree, when things are a little bit safer. So I actually took the safe road first. And I was like, I'm just going to go to Alaska. And I was going to Alaska. Yeah, because I knew... I had like the I, the guy up there was like one of my psychology instructors at, at West Point, and he was like, nice. "Oh, you'll be safe up here. We're not going to deploy. Everything's good. Like, you know, it'll be fine." And I went up there, and it was just completely not that. Not that. It was what kind miserable. of stuff? It was well, it was like negative forty, like in the middle of winter. Yeah, I was going to oh, say right, for yeah. one, the the weather wouldn't have been wouldn't have been ideal. <laughs> weather was shit. But in, you just said in terms of like the the psychologist from West Point saying, "Oh, don't worry, we're not going to deploy." How does that even like work? Do they choose different bases to then? deploy so for example okay you're in alaska they could have been like yeah we're deploying our base yeah they did they did do that actually but if you were but if you ended up at another base that wasn't alaska could that base have possibly been chosen to deploy yeah is that how they do it then they just decide okay we're going to choose this Mm. base in in houston to deploy yep yeah. So, but you don't actually know until they tell you. You don't really know until they tell you. But That's it's, crazy. It's a patch. It's it, almost like lock, pot lock then. So yeah. you could literally be at a base and never get deployed. There, but, yeah, yeah. But then there could be like a base that gets deployed. Dude, there like, are plenty. There are plenty of plenty of people that this happens to. Um, like you do, you can do an entire long, extensive career and, and never get never deployed. go anywhere. I mean, dude, it's the, the fucked up part about it is it's like war, mm. and like you shouldn't want to go yeah you know but like some people probably but you do want to i guess you yeah. do all this training yeah. and like you want to put it into use 100 percent. so yeah. but I'd like probably be like that though i mm. think so you're not you're you're destroying your body on a regular basis because yeah. like you're preparing for war yeah. i was, I was going to ask then just before because i know to do with the training what was like and you know after this point what can you give us like an example of what one really intense day of training would look like yeah, from start yeah, yeah. the kind of like fucking hardships physical do you hardships want alaska you or do you want like the soft whatever version? like whichever one was the worst whichever one was the worst like a proper hard day of training that you get up you, you know the, the uh, like mentally and physically physically probably to start well i mean the the selection course for the special operations group is like i think it's 13 weeks of just it's like pure physical torture the whole yeah. time but I guess like a day of training, a day of training in Alaska, basically like a hard day looked like you wake up at like 530, mm-hmm. you go for a run, but it's negative 20 out. How long's the run for? Ah, kilometers, like 12, 13, 12, 13 kilometer run. But it's the, the, the ground is all snow and ice. So you're running on a road. Yeah. You're running on a road. It's pitch black. It's snowing in your face. It's negative 20 out. You're wearing gloves. You're wearing like literally like these Arctic mittens they had. They're like mm. really thick mittens. Um, you're wearing running shoes with extra thick socks. You have these spikes on your shoes. Like there's like yeah, these so like rubber. It's like a rubber th- like kind of net that you put on your foot and it's got metal spikes in it so you yeah. don't slide on the road. And you're wearing like a full balaclava, like it only like lets your, your eyes, eyes out. Can, and you have a headlamp on because it's so dark. And you got a jacket. You have a, a t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, and like a small jacket, and then some long pants, mm. and then just normal like like so- I, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't wearing really thick socks. So my feet got hot. Um, but you'd go on like a 12, 13 kilometer run. But sometimes in that run, they would throw in like you got to carry all the weapons. So you got to carry like a huge machine gun, like a 50 yeah. caliber machine gun. You got to run with that. And we're going to pass the, like, it as you run. What's the average weight of that? What would be like just an example? Oh, man, kilos, like 20 kilos. Okay. Maybe My more? No, 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 no. I mean, that's, like, like, that's like, that's like, tw- they're like 30 kilos. Fuck. The gun's man. 30 kilos. The, the big Christ. one, I think. I do. I'm not good with kilos. I think the, 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 the machine, like the full, like 50 cal machine I can gun is like. Yeah, what's the conversions are going to be tough. What's in points? Well, do you know uh, what it was in pounds? Was it and then he'll just I think they're like 25 pounds. 25 pounds. Oh, it's like 
15, 15 kilos? 14 kilos, 15 25 kilos. pound in kg. It's like like 12 kg. 12 kg. Okay. Yeah. Still, though, any extra weight you're But it's like this big, and it's sharp. And it's like digging into your back, yeah. and you're running with it. And they'd have like these, they'd have these water jugs, like the big, like five gallon water mm. jugs, and you have to carry those, and you pass them in between team members, right? But I guess it's almost like them making you carry that. They're almost trying to mimic if you were deployed, like you would have to be carrying at times, yeah. Like your whole well, yeah. So we did stuff with packs on yeah. too. Um, we did a lot of stuff with packs on, but the thing, the thing about it, it was just like toughening, mm. and it was um, see if you can handle it. It wasn't even that, dude. It was just like, like the mind and the body yeah. are like. I reckon it's like it's like a samurai sword. Like you just have to keep pounding it. Yeah, it's like pounding steel. Yeah. like you're you're already like you're pounding it already, but like you're not gonna get it any nicer until you just keep pounding yeah. it. And so like that was the whole process up there. It's just keeping you hard every day, just doing really hard shit. So basically, and then also teamwork mm. and like knowing who you can rely on and knowing who you can't, because not everyone was carrying something. So, like, sometimes mm. they have these huge logs and like, or, like, a big metal pole. Yeah. And everyone would have to chip in to carry it. And you're running, like, 12, like 12 13, 15, 20 kilometers, and you're carrying this stuff, and it's freezing cold out, and you're miserable, and everyone has to share the load. Like, that's the, that's the whole point is everyone has to share the load. Yeah. And there's guys that don't. There's guys that slack off. There's guys that, like, sit in the back. They become the gray man. Yeah. And everybody knows say, who that dude is. I was going to say, you know what? Everyone complaining about doing farm work, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but you Nobody know, knows what farm work is in the U.S., but... Yeah. Oh, so, like, yeah, most people listening to this and guessing would be... I'm here. guessing that, yeah, so, like, in, in Australia, you've got to do farm work to do your visa, so quite often you'll do, like, picking in, like, regional areas, but, you know, everyone complains about it, and it's just compared to that, it's just fucking nothing. Oh. Shut your mouth. I did farm work. It was hard. <laughs> and I bet it was. It's the same. You can kind of, Lovely. like, relate to what he's talking about pretty you're much yeah, up, but could, you're I picking up like 15 kilogram watermelons <laughs> in 30 degree heat that's bloody that hard sucks, dude. I, I was gonna ask the guys that you know the guys that like the back of training you'd be doing it and the ones who fall back do they get like because I, in the films it looks like this from doing all the obstacle courses and stuff the ones that fall back do they kind of like punish everyone else if the guy at the back slacks does that happen then everyone else just fucking hates that guy Gr- group punishment is like yeah. one of the the biggest levers they use and fuck that's when, messed uh, up when nick weeks watches this he's that gonna makes, crack up because I, I got into a couple fights like here and there with some guys that were, they were slacking yeah they were slacking and they like wouldn't even care like i don't care but with okay i was gonna They'd be like i, I don't care you, i don't uh, care if you guys get punished okay and then you just ask like, like i was gonna ask <laughs> if they were slacking because they just couldn't be bothered or they're slacking because they just weren't fit enough. they're lazy because I, I think that that would be like my, my the difference with me if i was in that situation like you if you're slacking because you're lazy that's pissing me off but if you're slacking because you just aren't as fit as everyone else but that's I'll, also laziness I'll, dude but then i'd also give you a pass because some people naturally just aren't as fit as others we don't care yeah, that, that's the thing. Astray. It's yeah. fucking. Astray. We don't care. Astray. Like it's 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 your responsibility in that because, dude, my like the whole thing is if we were in a group, like if we were in like a squad, it together, is life or death. Your well your life situation. is in my hands yeah, and my yeah, life's yeah. in your hands. So if mm. you're not keeping yourself sharp, like that's fair. Fuck that you. Fair. I had this in, um, and that's that's, that's how fair. I feel. That like I had this in when I was doing farm work. There's like obviously <laughs> one set. <laughs> well, you did. He didn't do farm work. I'm not trying to relate. I'm not trying to bring it up. That's good. I mean, it's relatable. It's relatable. Nah, yes. I feel as you know. Nah, it's not the same. But like, so when we were picking, we'd have like different rows we'd have to manage, and like 
on the first couple of days I was really struggling but my mates weren't and so I was like falling back and because I was falling back they couldn't move on to the next patch Yeah, that's so oh, they that's then so started going the on at me a later day. and I'm like fuck so it does get quite you know you start getting bollocked by everyone around bollocked. you so it yeah, forces you that. to like have to like speed up and catch up Yeah, yeah. you know I wouldn't be beaten up for it but you know I'd, I'd be, be like yep. I'd be giving insults <laughs> you know which is which hurts <laughs> that in the hurts, heart dude. you know yeah, it it's fucking hurt. sticks and sensitive stone. guys were yeah, I'm a sensitive guy bro yeah but it's uh so I guess I can that was just the morning that's mm. the thing like you do something like that in the morning like Fuck. that's before breakfast do you have to do this obstacle course like I've seen yeah, in yeah. films where yeah, you yeah. do like 100%. jumping under crawling on the floor yeah sometimes they'd be like you know what we're gonna run like an 8k we're gonna run like 8 9k and then we're gonna do this obstacle course and then we're gonna run back what's that, the obstacle course look like what would be like the toughest thing you would do in that process I don't know man climbing like, under barbed wires yeah, and climbing like, over it yeah that's, like, that's the movie set sure. yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean I, I don't like heights really like I'm not a heights guy mm. and so there was this there's an obstacle it's, it's really like common to every military obstacle course mm. but it's it's like a tower uh, it's like a ladder, basically. Mm, but yeah. instead of having equally spaced rungs, the lower ones are are closer together, and then the higher, higher you, you go, get, they the get wider. wider. Yeah. So you actually like you're really high. You look down, you're like, holy fuck! And then the next one above you, literally have to reach to, yeah. and then pull yourself over, and then you're on the top of it, and you're like, t- yeah, what's it like? Like ten meters up. So if you fall, you fall. Yeah, you're fucked. You're yeah, fucked. You're, you, you're, you're, you're you gonna won't be die, re- but you'll be very, very sore. You might break your back. You'll probably yeah. break your back or yeah. something. You'll break a leg Jeez. if you fall. So you're really like conscious of it. And so that's the that's the one I hated the most. But like, you do all that before the morning ends, mm. and then you go to work. And work can Jeez. consist of like, and I'm only talking about Alaska right now. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. the what I did next. But like, work would really consist of. I mean, we would go and like maintain our vehicles. So we had these like. And dude, you're in the middle of the snow. Like, mm. like we're out there in like negative 40. We're in these like marshmallow suits. Fahrenheit, by the way, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad. But like we're out there in negative 40. We're in these marshmallow mm. suits. And you walk out there and you have to like change the oil on some like Fuck. like $22 million armored vehicle. That's or like crazy. man the guns and like do all this work on the guns. And, like lube them up. And that was just really annoying. Like it's just bitch work basically. Yeah. Or they would be like, hey, we're doing training today. And then we'd be out, like, in the woods, like, walking through the, the, the Arctic wilderness, essentially, and, like, doing, like, a fake assault on, like, a building. Yeah. Like, hey, there's, like, a whole enemy force here. And we would just walk out there and, like, basically assault this <laughs> compound. And we'd have, like, we'd obviously have, like, dummy rounds and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but, but everything was, like, acted like it was real. And so, like, if you fuck up or you fail to, you know, you... you and drag your rifle in front of somebody that when you shouldn't, like you're getting you're getting like physical punishment. Was there like one day that you can remember where you were like close to walking away, and like why? Ah oh, man, there was like some really messed up stuff that happened up there. Like that, it's if you know where like Alaska is in relation to the rest of the states, it's yeah. like basically top left, top yeah. left, but it's not even attached to the United States. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's Canada, attached to Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so like there was a lot of stuff that happened there that. Um, I'm not going to talk about, but it was yeah, just, yeah. like, really fucked up stuff. Like, people are just rogue up there. Mm. Like, they can kind of do whatever they want because, like, kind no one's really paying everything. attention. Yeah. Like, you're away from the flagpole. And there was just a lot of people that, like, abused their power yeah. and just treated people really bad and did some, like, really messed up stuff. And, yeah, there was a lot of times I wanted to walk away. What and stopped then, you? Um, I don't know. Well, I think, actually, I'll tell you exactly what happened. The Oh, here we go. Yeah, I was going to walk away. I remember being like, yep, after this, I'm out. And then my girlfriend broke up with me, that girl I told you I was going to marry. Mm-hmm. So I remember yeah. I was like, 
Yep, the whole point of me going up there was to go back to West Point and do the whole <laughs> finish up. Just finished. Yeah. Like I, I I needed to clear my name. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh she broke up with me, but like I think she cheated yeah. on me with another dude. Oh. And uh and I remember just like I had no control over the situation. Like I couldn't just, you're all the just way leave. Yeah. Give her one of those. Huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> She'll never see this. <laughs> uh, we'll tag her. <laughs> so fun. No, she's not on social media, dude. Like she We'll yeah. send her a letter. Yeah. She she like works I think she works for the government and does oh, okay, some like fair. spooky stuff. Randomly went yeah. missing. She like her and I are like we're very we were very similar. Like she we both wanted to kind of do like similar career paths. Yeah. yeah, okay. She ended up going down that route. But um I've like she has no socials, nothing. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, but uh she broke up with me. And I had some really bad stuff going on up at that base. Like, dude, it was just, like, abusive. It mm. was really, really bad. Um, was it just, like, mental torture? Well, I mean, she came up to visit me once. There was, like, one time she came to visit, and everybody knew that she was coming. Like, I was so excited. Mm. And my boss was, like, very abusive. And yeah. was, like, he came into our barracks, which is, like, where everybody lives. You live with all the other guys. And he came into my barracks on, like, a weekend, right before I was supposed to go off on a trip with her. Mm. And he was, like, you have a shirt on your floor in your room. Your room's not clean. He's like, we're going to have to fix that. And so he had me doing like nonstop exercise for like three and a half hours of just burpees for like three and a half hours. Was there actually a shirt on the floor though? Was there a shirt on the floor? Was there actually something on the floor? Uh, I think it was on the back of a chair or something. Like I like come back from a workout and I threw it on the back of the chair to dry. Yeah. And like I kept my shit pretty clean because I was so used to it from the military academy was that on steroids. Mm. Steroids. It was was insane. Yeah. And uh, he came in and just was like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pay, and he didn't like me because of the op, like the you know I was supposed to be an officer, officer thing. You know, a private. Oh, dude, yeah. it was so bad. Like the politics of it were terrible, and he was just like, "You're gonna pay," and so he just like he just fucked me up for like three and a half hours, and she was waiting outside while you're like, doing. She this. was she was I think she was either outside like ready to go, or she was at her hotel, or she was in my room. I don't remember where she was. Did she know that you were doing it, or was she like sitting there wondering like no. why have you not? No, she had no yet? idea because I was on my way out, and he was like, "Let's drill. see." He's like, "Let's see your room." I was like, sure. So I walk him in. He was like, you're going to pay. And then it was just, I remember that. And then she left and it was a really weird visit because I knew, I think at that point she was already seeing somebody else. Yeah. And then she broke up with me and I was like, you know what? I do. I actually got to the point where I was like, uh, I definitely was like considering committing suicide. Cause oh my Lord. yeah, yeah. Like I a hundred percent. Like I had, I, I started to like have a plan, dude. I was so like, think about it. Like all my friends at the Academy haven't seen any of them. Mm. I was on this base. I was being abused like every day. Shit. Like it wasn't abused like as in, hey, the whole group gets punished because, you know, just, this one guy. It was, it was like me. targeted stuff. And it was really, really bad. And then this girl broke up with me. Uh, and I found out like, you know, I, I'm, 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 I found out through her friend like that she was definitely like she met somebody new. Mm. Um, there was that. And then like my family was far and I was trying poli- and I kept trying to get back into the academy and they weren't they letting weren't me in. in. They were like, yeah, yeah, you're not doing well enough up there. That and was that, the thing. That's because your boss is probably relaying that yeah, back. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. yeah so he, so he, he did tell me at one point. He was like, "Yeah, man, like we have your career, like in the palm of our hands. We can do whatever we want to you. So you better like." And that's the thing with the army, though, because Fuck, it's such man. a hierarchy kind of thing. Like you can't do anything. No. It, even if you go, you can't even. You can't, it, like, it's disrespectful to even go past him and go to someone else. No. Yeah, you they ha- call it, like jump in the chain. Yeah, you can't, and if you do you can't it, dude. Do that. You, like it looks bad. It looks and, so bad. And, yeah, and they. They hammered me for it, and I never got back in. 
Like I never, I tried really hard. Like I, I was top performing physically. Dude, I was in great shape. Like did everything I was supposed to do. And at that point, I literally, dude, I lost the will to live. And oh Lord, I went, man. They, I told my boss, I was like, if you don't go, if you don't let me go home for Christmas this year, I might not be here. Mm. Like when we get back. Oh, you told, you told, I told him. Him. I was like, dude, if you don't let me go home for Christmas this year, like, and I, I actually, I had to tell, I got moved to a different part of the base mm. uh, because of everything that kind of happened. And then I told my new guy that, and he was a little bit nicer. Yeah. And then I, he was he was like, oh, shit, okay. And so he, like, pulled some strings. I, was, I, I went home. And then when I came back, um, I was like, you know what? I lost everything. Yeah. Like, that, that, got me, that got me out of that mindset. And I was like, you know what? I've literally lost everything. I have nothing to live for. Mm. Why the fuck am I not in the special operations community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, I might as well go there and just lay it on the line. <laughs> yeah. And if I die, I die. And that's literally what I thought. And so right after that, I actually got into a new, I got into a new group on the base, like a new unit. Yeah. They kind of transfer you over to a new unit. And it was like a more elite group uh, within the regular infantry. And I had a boss that was like really cool and he was, he was super supportive. And then I had the guy below him was really supportive. Mm. I was like, guys, I really want to go and do this. And they were like, we got you. Like, we'll, we'll make the paperwork kind of happen. Um, and so from there, ever since that one point, because I was at that lowest point, and I remember thinking to myself one night, I was like laying in bed, and I was like, the only place I can go is up. Mm. Like, I'm literally at just bottom. And I was like, the only place I can go from now. That's such a good... I think I, that in itself takes yeah. so much like mental strength to be just able to... this close. To yeah. get through so that, and then to be able to see it was such a, like an optimistic view. Not even... Yeah. I it, wasn't, it wasn't even optimistic. It was like, if I don't, <laughs> if I don't go up... I'm just going yeah, to die. Yeah, yeah, it was Fuck. death. And so I actually wrote, I went to the... Um, Do you went, tell your family that, that you'd felt at that point? No, no, they didn't. I don't even think they know. Fuck. Yeah, they didn't oh. know. Well, here, Bro, we, go. here we go. That's, that's, mate, <laughs> that's incredible. Like, seriously, yeah. that's... Does the army wow. genuinely take stuff like that quite seriously? If you, I know because you, you got moved and when you moved, you um, told the, the new guy that this is how I'm thinking. They pay lip service to it. But but do you they feel if you, what, if, you, if you told that previous one that was a dickhead that you felt this way, what do you think he would have taken it seriously? I think he would have... Do you done, think he'd been like, actually... I think okay, he would have done go. whatever the book said. And like you, there's, reported, there's reporting channels or whatever. Okay. He would have done it by the book because he was, he was senior enough and smart enough to kind of like play the system. Uh, yeah. But I know okay. for a fact he would have made it like a joke and he would have told people mm, and they would have like... Man. He would have like made it into... I mean, I, and I'm just... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking a wild guess based on his actions, but yeah, like, yeah. Of course, I know course. for a fact it would have been used against <coughs> me somehow. Yeah. But the uh, the new guy was like, he was cooler and it was, mm, it was good, but thank the Lord for that. But I remember like, I was like, I applied to go, you have to apply to even try out for the special operations side. Yeah. And so I did the application. I was able to get a recommendation from like the new commander who didn't even know me. Um, and then before I applied, I actually went and I, I got a will filled out like a living will because I was like, so I basically, my mindset legitimately was I'm going to go down here. It's like 13 weeks of training. I know it's going to be like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I was like, I'd rather die doing this than come back here yeah, yeah, and sure. fail. Wow. And what age were okay. you at this stage when you were filling the application to go to special? I was 24. Oh my Lord. Yeah. I was 24. 24. So I was like, yeah. Writing a will. Yeah. 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 I went, I wrote a will. Uh, and they were like, Jesus. well, who do you want to be, who do you want to carry your, your, your casket at mm. your funeral? Yeah. Like there was like weird questions, questions in there. Yeah, yeah, like, what course. do you want all your, a- like, where do you want your assets to go? Like we had a life insurance policy. It was like 300 K. So like, where do you want well, that to go? go. Yeah. I actually like 
I, I said, I want 250K. No, I want 200K to go to my dad, uh, 50K to go to my stepmom, and mm-hmm. I wanted 50K to go to the girl that broke up with me. Oh. So I want her to feel like shit. Because no. I'm, <laughs> I'm that fucking petty. Oh. I'm that petty. If you want to know my level of petty, yeah. that's how fucking petty that's I am. That's like, I'll be the bigger uh, man. Yeah. Here's some money. Here's some money. Yeah. That's so funny. Like, take a vacation with your new dude. Oh, my goodness. Like, I hope you feel like shit the whole time. Shit. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, so you did the op- the application for the Special Forces, and you obviously got in. So when you got in, what was that whole experience like? And then from there, what did you do? Yeah, so it was um, – the training course is, like, 13 weeks long. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying anything that can't be said online. Yeah, but, like, um, mm-hmm. it's basically – like, the first, like, I think three weeks are complete fuck down. What like, do you mean, sorry? You're you're up for the whole time. Like, pretty much, I think. Like, full 24 hours. Like, like no – oh, actually, sorry to interrupt. You said something before about paying lips. What was that thing you Oh, did? like, What's it's a – I guess that's an American saying. But, like, it basically means that, like, they they do what they're supposed to. But behind, behind, like, kind of behind their back, they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's yeah. paying. It's called paying lip service. Paying lip service to it. So okay, it's it's cool. it's like doing what you have to with, yeah. but you're you don't believe in it. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, just buy the book, even though okay, you cool. don't actually want to do it, kind of thing. Because yeah. you have to show face. Yeah, showing yeah. face, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's like saving face. So um, yeah. So in these first couple of weeks, you're basically up just the whole time. Yeah, dude. It's it's a complete it's a complete mind fuck. Like you you spend the first um, you spend the first like I want to think like the first week. <laughs> Man, you all right? Jesus. I've got, I've got a, I don't know. Today it's a really bad cough. I know. You got to stop the jewels, man. Or like the. I don't. Bro, I haven't smoked since quit July last year. I haven't smoked anything. What? I haven't smoked cigs now. Nothing since, since July last year. I was like a smoker for like ten years. Yeah, that's why mm. you're slowly dying. I know, man. But slightly bro, faster than we are. Bro, yeah, I was gonna say we're all slowly dying. <laughs> yeah. But I'm in a good place to do that. I don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You've done everything you want to do. <laughs> I've done everything I want to do. This is it. This is the peak of life. Just check this block, dude. That's Hang it. After this here. pod, bro, I've checked out. I'm done. <laughs> oh, after this one, get out. I think you guys gotta interview Miley Cyrus before you check out. Oh, that's <laughs> when you know you made it, dude. Bro, Miley's on next. You didn't know that. Oh, she, she's coming on next. She's uh. I'm glad I don't have to follow that. <laughs> Fuck. I think she's worried about following you, my friend. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, sorry, what were we? Yeah, go on, sorry. You, you were saying the first couple the of weeks, first, you were just up like the whole well, time. Well, the first like week, the first like week or two, yeah. you're you're in like a, it's like a pre, it's like the pre-course thing. You're basically, they're just, you're doing like PT, like you're working out. They, they, they take you on workouts mm. to like prepare you a little bit. I was already like, I walked in prepared. Yeah. The problem is I came from Alaska where it was like negative 20 Fahrenheit. And when I got there, it was this hot. Oh my lord! Jeez. So I went from full Wait, winter. So where were you actually? I don't think you said where like, the training was. Yeah, it was oh, in, you, you can't say. It was, it. No, it's fine. It's okay. in Georgia. Oh, okay, Georgia. Um, okay, but it's this hot and like a hundred percent humidity. Yeah, Jesus. So I remember, like, I went out there. and I tried to run a few kilometers. Uh, Just because I was in, faint. I was in epic shape, dude. Like mm, I, I got yeah. down there. Shout out to Luke Pittman. I mean, you're in fucking. Uh, you pretty. You've been in good shape the whole time I've known you. Too. Yeah, you're. You've got a good to be bank. honest, you're in That's very fair. good shape. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like yeah, fair. <laughs> no, no, no. When I first moved here, it was like off the back of like a hundred hour a week job that I quit, and mm. I was not in good shape. When I first moved here, I was not in good shape at all. When you say then, not in good shape, do you mean you were fat? No, I'll show you a photo. It, yeah. yeah, I was just like kind of fluffy. Like I still had abs, but I was a little fluffy. Probably like how I am now, to be honest, man. Like. You're After in this pretty three, good shape. The <laughs> three month lockdown. You know what I mean? Oh, come on. Isn't the, you know, like. Okay, I need to see photos of when you're in the army then. If that was when you were in good shape. When he's saying he was a bit no, old fit, he was like 6% body fat. I'm literally going to throw up a photo on this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's see the, like, the bad shape yeah. he was in. And body smugglers. Yeah, right. I don't think. we. People think those are kind of like. 
People don't like those in the States, man. Really? Bungie, not? Absolutely not. Fucking love yeah, it, you wear them as a joke, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we wear like, it as a joke. We wear it as a joke, but it's, comfy, but it's, it's more acceptable here yeah, than it is. Yeah, they're comfy. Yeah. Rock the budgies, bro. But anyway, there's like a pre-course that you go to, and then they do the in-dock. Like the first week, dude, It's ninety. I, we were up 96 straight hours. Bro, uh, sleep deprecation has got to be one of the... So, there we go. Deprivation. <laughs> I thought it was deprecation. Nope. Deprecation. Nope. Deprecation is something different, yeah. actually. Don't worry, I'm here for you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, bro. Def- Sleep deprivation. That's defecation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, <laughs> just shitting while you take sleep. You're just shitting while you're sleeping. Sleep deprivation has got to yes. be one of like the biggest things of like torture. Yeah. No, no sleep fucks with you so badly. Dude, everybody has a thing. Like, this is what I've learned. Like, everybody has a thing that affects them like okay. that. Physically. Yeah. So, yeah. like, for me, I was good on food. Like if you, well, so we were like eating. No food, so during fine. this like ninety six hour period, they were force feeding us to like basically check the block that they were feeding us uh, and yeah. to keep us alive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. dead serious. Like they were literally. We can't kill them. They would. They would time. The, I'll explain this in a minute. But basically, like everyone has their thing. So like some people, if you don't feed them enough, that's when they break down mentally. Mm. If they don't get enough sleep, that's when they break down mentally. If you stress them out, that's when they break down mentally. Luckily for me, like wrestling. I was always hungry yeah. for like like all the time, like as long as I could remember. Like every season, I was always hungry. I was always tired because I wasn't really sleeping enough. Yeah. Um, and I, I was always stressed because I was trying to balance that with school. So for me, honestly, like the course itself, and, and I also was prepared to die yeah. going into it. True. So for me, I had, I had a why at the end of it and my why going into it. And I used to repeat this mantra every day. Um, you should read the book, honestly. It's called Every Day is Game Day. Mm, dude best book one of the best books i read changed my whole life but basically in every day's game day he talks about you take like you make a sentence of like why are you doing something Mm. and for me it was like i need to regain my reputation yeah like i I, you know i had all these friends that thought like i was just a piece of shit for getting kicked out of the school um and for me you whittle it down you whittle a whole sentence down into two or three words Mm. and and you repeat that at multiple points during the day strategically yeah. Like he has a whole, it's a whole protocol of like how to operate on a high level every day. And he's worked with like special operations guys and, and athletes and everything. The guy's legit. Did he um, say a man who's willing to die is probably the most dangerous, yeah. and most motivated? Yeah. Once you have nothing yeah. else to lose, then like nothing can really break you. He's like, I'm hungry. No. I actually don't care because if I die, I'm, I'm prepared to yeah. do that. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I was repeating every day, regain pride. Mm. Like regain pride in myself. Because I had lost, like, everything. Yeah. Um, everything that I, like, identified as myself. Like, if you think about, like, I was at this military academy. I'd go home into my community. And, like, people were like, oh, my God. Like, I was the only dude in my general area in New Jersey that went to this academy. Yeah. Like, the only one. Like, I'd go home for Christmas. I'd go to church. And people would be like, this is the, that guy. Like, look what he's doing. Yeah, and yeah. so when you lose that, you're like, mm. who the fuck am I? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, how do you mad. tell people that, dude? Like, my dad worked in the government and, like, was you know, in a pretty well-placed, highly trusted position. Yeah. And I know he has colleagues and they were like, what happened? Like, where's your son? Oh, how's West Point going? And he'd be like, uh, like, I, and that dude, that gutted yeah. me. Sense of like embarrassment and the fact that you kind of like, you feel like you've let your dad down. Well, as well. I let everybody down. Yeah. Like I like toiled the family name or whatever. Mm. But anyway, you're, you're, you're really close with your old man, aren't you? Yeah. 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 He's like my best friend. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I talk to him every morning. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like kind of crazy. Because I talk to you guys or whatever, and you're like, yeah, like once a week, maybe, like yeah. talk to the fam. But like, I don't know. So never... you, normally when I see in the mornings, you're on like, yeah. you're on like a FaceTime, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm home to my daughter. Everyone's got a thing. And I just remember not having a thing, but I remember guys were like really suffering with the food thing. Mm. Like we were getting one meal a week for the 96 hours or for, for an entire week. We slept for an hour. Um, and it was just, they would force feed us. So you'd open up the meal, like the meal ready to eat. And they're, dude, they're terrible. They're like full of like, like they're full of salt to keep like retain the water. The water. Um, and they'd be like, you have 30 seconds to eat your main meal. Like it's like a bag of just like, Imagine beef stew. You know, you have 30 seconds to eat the whole thing, lick it clean. And you had to hold it upside down and open it, and they had to inspect it. So what you were doing, again, it was like they're doing what they're supposed to do, but they're doing it in a fucked up way. Right, so yeah. they'd be like, you have 30 seconds to eat this. So you eat it like this, and then you're, you're literally gagging as you're eating it, trying to drink water. It was like it was like a food – it was like a fat, it was like a hot dog eating competition. Yeah. And so you had to find ways to eat like really fast. Then you hold up the bag. They look in the bag and they're like, all right, you're good. And they checked you off for yeah. every si- – and they made sure you made, you ate every part of your meal. But they did it in a time – everything yeah. had a time hack. But you know what I'm thinking now? Mm. If I was to think about the training and – so the way I'm looking at it is they're training you and it seems disgusting. But it's like, okay, if you put this into a combat situation, you're out on the field and you have food – you may only have 10, 15 seconds yeah. to get anything yeah. into you. Yeah. So I guess looking at it from that standpoint, I'm like, okay. That's not why they did it, though. But, but, but does Pure that, hazing. But, but does that not make sense, though? Yeah. If you're like in a combat situation like, and you have to like get some food at some yeah. stage, it's like, how, how much like every second counts when you're out yeah. there in the field? So it's like, it kind of makes sense, but they probably weren't doing it to protocol. No. Yeah. The whole, the whole but, point but was to... Did that actually ever come into play, though, where you'd have to eat like 10, 15 seconds, that's it, to get loads well, of food? It, no, it's, it's all about using the time that you have very mm. like quickly and wisely. So I'm like, okay, if you only have this much time to eat, boom, 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 and we're going. Yeah. Or this has happened, boom, 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 you're going, you yeah. know what I mean? It, it basically teaches you just to, to be able to like pack up and unpack really, really quick, really yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fast. That's the, that's but the it was like working in my the force head. feeding, and then we had force hydration too. So they'd be like, you have... 30 seconds to finish off like two quarts of water, water. and two, what? Two, two quarts of water like like it's like this big yeah, of water what? it's like a little canteen of water right, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. but it's enough and uh, so you'd, you'd drink it and, got, and you had to hold it over your head and if you didn't do it they would punish you so like physical and so guys were, what guys were p- like push ups sit ups like burpees like yeah. what any just any type of like ridiculous <laughs> exercise and guys were throwing up everywhere and then you they got all that food in them and then yeah, they just and then, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And the water fucked. and then if you do to just just chug like five glasses of water in a row as fast as you can and then yeah. try to do some exercise <laughs> and then guys oh, would Lord. throw up and they'd be like we don't leave any trace of you know where Anything, we are when yeah. we go out so you got to pick that up and put Clean it in your up. fucking pocket. So we'd pick it up. This, this you'd pick sick. up the vomit and you'd oh, put it in your pocket. Mate, the and then you'd fuck? run around with it the rest of the day. Yeah. And so for like an entire for an entire week. In the heat as well. Yeah, like yeah. this. But, Bro, but way hotter. Fucked. And then for, for like an entire basically the, the, like Jesus. an average day, you you're still going. And uh Yeah, so like an average day would basically be like you're still going from the night before and in the morning they would be like, okay, here's a map. You got to go find five of these points. Run. Go. And do, if, you, if we catch you talking to anybody, you're out. You're out of the course. And so you go run. You're sprinting from point to point. They give you, like, not enough time to find all these. Mm-hmm. And you're using a map. So you do that in the morning. 
No you Google come Maps, back. by the way, people. This is not Google Maps. This is probably paper. Yeah, it's all paper. It's all paper. <laughs> just in case you uh, Gen are like, surely that's yeah. it. You just type it in. Siri, where's Find point Starbucks. A? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do that would have been really paper nice. Map. But like, you had to do that, and then you'd come back from that, and they would say, uh, they would say, like, okay, you get a you get a bite to eat, and then they would um, you get a bite to eat, and then you'd be up, and they'd say, okay, we have like a couple thousand sandbags here that are full in a big circle. Mm. We want you to move all these sandbags about 500 meters that way and reset it up the circle perfectly. Same distance, everything. It's got to be the same diameter. Mm. And you'd have to work as a team to do it. And then after that, they'd be like, we're going on a run. And you wouldn't know how far it would be. And so you just run. That's you're running, torture, bro. You know, so you're just running. You don't know when it's You stopping. don't know when it's going to end, and it's very fast. And so that would break people because when you don't know the end point of something. That's a bit more daunting. You're literally yeah. like, I don't know how long this pain's going to last. Because yeah. it's nice to know when pain's going to end. Yeah. Like if you go to a hard gym class, which yeah, we all like, do. Yeah, you You're like, five you know, like oh, I just got to survive this, like, the last couple reps. Yeah. You don't know when the pain's going to end. So it forces you to like reframe how you think about things and be like, I don't care when the pain ends. Like I'm just going to own it, and yeah. I'm just going to like work through it. And so you would do that and you come back from the run and they'd be like, all right, we have to cool you off because we legally have to cool you off. And but get a massive but we have a massive trench of mud oh, and, we've, and we've had all the guys who've been quitting peeing in it for like a week. And so you're, they're like, submerge yourself, like get under, get under the water and you'd have to like, but not only were you doing that, but they'd make you put your pack with all the things that you owned, like all Long. your clothes for the whole week on your back. And then you'd have to roll around and get all your clothes completely muddy. So any change of clothes that you had, if you didn't waterproof it, would get muddy. Oh, my goodness. I don't think people realize, you know, even that bit of like how you don't know it's going to end. So you have to change that frame of mind. I don't think people realize that in itself is such a hard feat to, to accomplish yeah. next without time. not like breaking down. That in itself is so... Dude, next time you do like a hit class, like when it ends, just tell the instructor to like keep it going for you and tell them to do it on their own time. Oh no, I won't do that. <laughs> and then just try to see how try to see no. how long you can go for. Oh. No. But like there was I will not be doing There was that. that and then you'd come back like you'd get out of the thing from like you'd get out of the uh out of the, the mud bog or whatever and they'd be like, Okay, you get here's a map. You gotta find five more points. And so you'd run, you're sprinting, and then you'd come back from that and they'd be like, We have to feed you again. So then force feeding, force hydration, throwing up again. Right. Um and then they'd be like, All right, now we have sprints. And so it was just hundreds of meters of spray. It was like a 600 meter length one mm. way. So they'd be like, hit the, hit the wood line is what it was called. So you'd have to sprint. And they'd be like, if you're last, you will pay. And so they would just, and you just keep doing that until the guys that were last, they would just have them on the side and they'd be working them until they quit. Just working them like on top of them. Like, you're going to quit? You're going to quit? Whatever. And then you come back from that and like sun starts going down and they'd feed you again, forced, forced hydration, the whole deal. They'd PTU and like, yeah. you know, all that shit. And then, They'd be like, here's a map, and it's at night. So you do, like, the night land navigation piece. Well, so you're wow. sprinting at night, and you, there's no lights. You can't use light. So you have to do it all by compass and, and by understanding how far you step with every step. And so that's how you measure distance. Distance, yeah. So you do that at night. You find your points. If you don't, and if you don't find enough points, they can still drop you at the end of the course. So that's the whole thing. You get through the whole course, and they can still drop I you from the course. Yeah. So you, don't, you never know where you stand. Fuck. And you can get peered out too. So you have to like get along with everybody. If you don't get along and enough people put you down as somebody who doesn't deserve to be there, they actually kick you out at the end. So you make it through after all this you, shit. Yeah, after you've done, gone through all that. And you think you're graduating and then you don't because you're rebelling or something, you know? I'm But then lost all words. night and then all night it was more sprints because at night that's when it got worse. 
because it was cool. a little bit cooler so they can yeah. push you harder yeah yeah, so it was all Don't even worry about you dying no. from heat stroke. No. And, and dude, honestly, they would yell. They would yell to me. They'd be like, where's Alaska? Because they knew that I was a risk. Because, mm. dude, I was, I was struggling really hard. First, mm. like, first week or two, mm. the weather was fucking me up, like, really yeah. bad. And so it was just like, they're like, where's Alaska? Are you still alive out there? And I'd be like, yeah, right, right here. Like, would you do, like, fighting training throughout this as well? Uh, there was a little bit of, like, combatives, I think, if I remember right. Would that um, be, like, a specific, like, martial arts? Would that it's be, just like, jujitsu. A- it's mm. so worthless, to, yeah. to be honest. Like, out of all the martial arts I've ever done, like it's yeah. jujitsu's wonderful. I think it's a great yeah. sport. But in terms I don't of if you're out there like, in combat, you need something a lot like maybe quick. But yeah, wait. Well, well, why, why is it you think it would be? Well, there's useless? not much face to face combat anymore. Um, in, would there be why? again on yeah, enemy lines? Oh, yeah, man. I've had I've had some friends get in some really close like me to you type situations. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Like like literally like right here. Like there's there. I mean there's stories. There's story like not my stories, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there are stories out there of uh, like. Like I, there's there's a legend out there of a guy that was in my unit that mm. um, actually my friend could speak to this I think but there's a story about a guy that they were um, they were in Iraq and mm. they were on Haditha Dam you look it up it's like called the Battle of Haditha Dam yeah and it was I think Third Ranger Battalion I was in Second Ranger Battalion but the um, Third Ranger Battalion guys were like basically just like flooded with Iraqis coming down just trying to kill them and there was one guy that they shot and they thought he was dead. And the guy was sitting eating his food next to this dead body. Yeah. And um, the guy got up and apparently killed him with a spoon. So that happens. Yeah, yeah, he killed him with the fucking plastic spoon. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's the reason it's useful. The the reason like the the MMA shit is useful Mm. is because if you do get into like that close combat with somebody, like you can actually create distance and use your weapon. It's the whole point. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's not yeah. to like armbar somebody. No, like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you need to do like get it done. Very it's just quickly it's with. just to create create space so you can draw your weapon. Yeah. Fuck! I'm glad we've never got in a fight before. Oh, dude, I wouldn't do anything to you. Come on. Oh, I remember. You know that though. So when I first moved in, <gasps> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we were talking about that yesterday. So yeah. So, we so when I first that, came oh, into, no. so I was like, oh, imagine Trump yeah. just knocked you clean out. No, we I had this, George was. I'd be worried about yeah. George. Bro, yeah, now, now looking back, we obviously had this huge party. It was the first day I moved in, and it was, you know, way back when, and I was really pissed. Oh, and, I, no. and, and I thought that, like, I didn't, this whole situation happened, and I tried to get involved to stop it, and then me and George ended up having, like, a, you a bit I was of confrontation. No, no, I don't know why. I was really off my tits, and I don't know what happened between me and you, but I didn't know that, that was you until months later. I'm like, oh, my God, because yeah. we became friends. I'm like, oh, my God, that was you that happened with. Yes. And now hearing all of this, I'm like, I'm really glad that didn't develop so, into something more I sh- serious. I showed up like... I'm him and George absolutely pound George, on George, you don't want to mess with George, but like George is way quicker to the trigger than I am. But like, yeah, I came in. Who are George? George, it doesn't uh, matter for uh. the podcast. But like, yeah, George. But mm. he, uh, no, I showed up to this party and I go to. I mean, we don't need to go into like the, the very details of it. So Dan, I don't need to Dan, Dan, people around Dan went off. Dan went off of me for no reason. I was like, Are we doing this? Like, is this <laughs> happening? Like, is this about to happen? Like, you're probably looking at Dan up, up and down, being like, Man, you've been who here, is he? You know, I was like, no. I was like, You've been here twenty. Mi- you lived at this place twenty minutes. Like, this is like my best mate's house. I'm oh. living there. Like, I don't please. know what happened. I don't really don't know why. I must have. <laughs> I think I misinterpreted a conversation and thought because I was the new guy. I was being like taking the piss out of, and I was like, "What?" And that, that's what I thought was happening. So that's, that's what I was a bit like. Get wild fucked. to think about. Yeah, but yeah, like, I don't know. know. Look at us now. Fucking, Look at us now. Fucking Just... drop you, motherfucker! <laughs> 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 I did farm work for three months, bro. And, and yeah. I did jujitsu for seven months. Hard as woodpecker lips, bro. man. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but after after you finished the the special ops training, what happened after that? Uh, I went to Vegas. 
to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, well, so what happens is you basically, if you're in the regular army and you get, you get into a unit like this, you have to actually go back to your home station. Okay. Like I had to go back to Alaska, which was so great. Oh my god. No, no, no. I had to go back to Alaska with like this new status. New status. Everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. knew. I was yeah. the Big only boy. I was the only dude on the entire base that had ever done this. Mm. Like legit. Like everyone on the base knew. It was yeah. not a big base, but it was still like a couple, it's, you know, like 10,000 people. Okay. And so well, like, 10,000 is not big for a base. No, 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 no. no. Jesus. No, it was one of the smaller ones. Yeah, so I went I went yeah. I went back to my like home station. And I basically like showed up to my former unit where mm. the, the the new guys were really supportive. It was that old oh, group old that group. wasn't. Yeah. But I showed up and it was like you're like a hero. People were like holy fuck, you got this done. Like everyone knows how hard it is. There's like a lot of lore behind it. Like, a lot of build yeah. up. And so I went back and um, yeah, I basically moved out. And so I went home, went on a vacation with my family, and then I went to Vegas where I had like a really a really good friend that was living there, like right on the strip, making a ton of money. And he was like, let's just blow it out. And I barely made my flight up to Seattle. My, so the, the, the base that I ended up on when I was in this like special operations was in Seattle area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I had to go from Vegas to Seattle quick flight. And I just remember like almost vomiting the whole time. I was just Fuck. like, so, cause it was such a cathartic release. Like mm, I just, 100%. just did this thing. And like, I remember even at the graduation ceremony, like my, I had a girlfriend there and I had like my parents there and they showed that like, I don't even know why they did this, but they showed this video that had tons of combat footage in it to the parents yeah like it's like a pump up video mm. and there's like guys chucking grenades and like fucking mortars going off and guys shooting like in real life like you see it's like like isr footage like it's yeah. like the like footage from like the drones and stuff like you could see us like shooting that's sick. and like they showed it to the parents and like my parents were like what the fuck like why would you show this to us you know like yeah. it was so weird and and so i remember like it was a big celebration like it was like a couple months and then you show up and it's just on from mm. there like you're the new guy and everybody fucking hates you. Like, I did not. They, they, it was a good warm. It was a warm welcome for me. Yeah. Um, because everybody, like, unfortunately, everybody knew the story from West Point. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know how that got out, but it got out somehow. I think it's because I told my boss, and that kind of like just trickled through. trickled down. Because he's like, "Well, how does your career work?" Because like the West Point time actually does count towards time. And so when they look at your record, they're like, "Wait, what is this? Like, how did you?" How do you end up in the special ops yeah. after that happens? Yeah. yeah. And they're okay. like, how? And so, it, yeah, it was interesting. But basically, like, when you're the new guy, until you go to... So I actually had to go to jump school in between that time. So I actually stayed at... at I stayed in Georgia after I graduated the course. And I went to, like, the airborne school, which is mm. basically where you learn to, like, jump out of planes. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, three weeks. That sucked. It was in, like, the, the brutal heat. And you're just standing outside all day, like, with a fucking helmet on. And you're just like sweating. <laughs> you sweat. You're sweating like really bad. Yeah. And they're taking you on these like stupid runs. Like it, it's not hard. It's just like long. And so I did that. Um, jumped out of some planes, and then I went up to Seattle. And then when you get there, like it's basically like just starting life all over again because they're like, you don't know anything. Yeah. Like fuck you. Like who are you? Yeah. Like who are you? Even with that rank. Yeah, so I actually came in with a little bit more rank because yeah. I'd been in the army for a bit. I got promoted a couple times, and but like they still treat you that way. They, like, they treat you until you like until you have a deployment and until you go to it's called like ranger school. Okay. But it's basically ranger school is like a sixty-two day long course that could potentially, if you if you fail, could go into like hundred eighty days. Oh my! Goodness. Where it's remember I told you about that first week. It's that yeah. for like sixty-two days, but it's a little. It's not as bad yeah. as that. Um. But it's like an extended yeah. period of time where okay. you're like one meal a day, 
no sleep, Fuck. just heavy pack on your back the whole time. Like you're well, miserable. You, you didn't do that. Well, so no, no. What I was saying is like until you do that, do that. Not, okay. They treat you like shit the whole yeah. time. But anyway. did, you stay there, did you stay there long in Seattle? No, I mean honestly. So, like my like I said, like my my whole career up there was not you. Like it was not like remarkable. Mm-hmm. Like I had guys that you know my boss, one of my bosses up there did fourteen deployments, and I had like other kids that did like seven. Like it That's was like ridiculous. yeah, it's crazy. Like by the time you're like and guys that start when they're eighteen, mm-hmm. and by the time they're like thirty, they've done like eleven deployments. Jesus. And how how long is each deployment? It's like four months long. Okay, so four months, and you come back for. The rest of the year, but then you go again the next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, that unit has been, well, I mean, we're out of Afghanistan now, but like it was, they've been continuously deployed since 2001. From that Seattle? uh, At least once a year. Once a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when I was in, they were pairing Afghanistan down, but there were other places, which. That they were going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, let's talk about leaving when you decide to leave yeah yeah well were there, well before that were there any times where like i guess in i guess it'd be the same while you're in special forces where you wanted to walk away but you just decided to stay were there ever times that you were like you didn't honestly when i was in there no i mean like okay. dude like like if you want me to walk you through a, a day in training there it was like way worse but um even though it was like you felt good at the end of it mm. like i remember i came huh? back from one training evolution that we had and i slept for 24 straight hours Oh, and then I woke up and I had an IV in my arm. My housemate or my my roommate there was like a medic, mm. and he like literally gave me an IV like while I was asleep, while you were sleeping, knowing sure all good. knowing I was fucked. Yeah, like it was like a we did like a twenty four hours just straight movement like mission the whole thing. Um, but yeah, like even then I didn't really want to quit. Mm. It was dude, I was just enjoying the shit out of it. And there was like other levels that I could have went to that were more elite, and I was th- I definitely was kicking that idea around too. Yeah, um, like deeper down that rabbit hole. There's like more levels to where I was at, even though where I was at was like very good. Good. There was even more. Um, Actually, I want to touch because you'd mentioned earlier that you really hit rock bottom. Yeah. In terms like you're prepared to die. Do you remember the point in which that was no longer your mindset when I graduated that course? When you finished the course, that's yeah. When, like, when I was like, I made it because yeah. like you get like this this sexy beret, and yeah. like when you wear it on base anywhere, like people are like that. They everyone heard you like sexy everybody beret. knows. Everybody <laughs> knows in the military like I might what use that, that means. As the, like the yeah. fuck yeah, the episode yeah, yeah. icon a beret, a sec. uh, sexy beret. Yeah, but like. That. Yeah, everybody knows. So, like, once you get that status, mm. it's, like, on your head when you walk around on mm. any military base. So, I just remember being, like, all right, I, I've, I've gotten past that point. Yeah. But I remember also feeling, like, I still had something to prove because I didn't finish uni yet. 100%. So, I was, like, fuck, man. Like, I still, like, don't have a degree. Like, I need to do that. And so, I was at, like, a two – I think I was at, like, a, the two-year mark in, in that unit. And um, I actually had just gotten promoted. So, I got, like, this big promotion. Like, I got the photo of, like, the – day i got promoted i was like saluting the guy and uh i was gonna go to like this really specialized course i was actually gonna change jobs and stay in the unit mm-hmm. um i was gonna go to more of like an intelligence collecting area of the unit like mm. on the ground like some of the stuff they do is is like you know you're you're there, you're interviewing like potential intelligence sources or you're you're like on the ground like with the guys and like you know, when they pick yes, somebody off, yeah. when they pick somebody off a target, like you're the guy that like interrogates them. Mm. So that's what I wanted to do because mm. I spoke a couple languages. I was like, this is like really what I want to do. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Speak other languages. Yeah, I speak Russian. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. Can you no. give us a few sentences? Yeah, yeah. Um, Go for it. Yeah, говорю по-русски. Конечно. Oh, that sounds legit. Учил учил на русском факультете в университете. 
What? You said something about university there. Yeah, I studied Russian at university. I didn't ah. know that. Can, can you understand it fluently? Dude, honestly, not anymore. Like, yeah. I was I was pretty good. There was a, a long period of time I dated this, like, Ukrainian girl, and, like, like I'd make her speak only Russian to me. Oh, I love that. Oh. <laughs> That's good. And then if I shout get, out if you're listening. Shout out if you're listening. She's like married, has a kid now. I think. Don't listen. In Ukraine. Don't listen. <laughs> Don't listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so I wanted to do that, and um, and then on a jump because we had like we had to stay current, so we would like do these like full operations where we would jump out of the back of a plane at night with all of our shit between our legs. I had like a big rocket launcher underneath my arm. Jumping out of a plane. Yeah, 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 at night, and so I hit the ground. I hit the ground on one on one of the jumps, and um, I I hit really really hard, like a like a bad like a really bad because the wind was really high, and um, yeah, the wind was really high. I was moving backwards, and then um, I was I was drifting backwards at like a really high rate of speed. I hit the ground, and you're supposed to kind of crumple like a can, mm. but I hit feet tailbone head and i got knocked out and i got drugged for a little bit by the parachute because it was kind of still open yeah and then when i landed like i like barely remember i didn't even know where the fuck i was because i had that whole history of concussion so it was even worse and then i remember towards the end of my time like we were i was and then i had to walk like 25 k's with like a really 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 heavy pack plus a rocket launcher plus like other people's (laughs) weapons yeah, no, I mean, like, it was it was a really, like, I remember it was just an absolutely brutally long movement, mm-hmm. and um, through the night, into the next morning, like, the whole the whole way, and I remember coming back from that, and I was like, my back is fucking killing me, my neck is killing me, like, I got really bad whiplash, I think I got nerve damage, like, I still have it, Yeah. and um, I ended up going for, like, an x-ray, and they were like, yeah, you have hairline fractures in your spine, I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, like, this is, like, it's not serious yet, but if you keep doing this... Like, you're really going to be fucked. Like, mm. you're not going to be able to walk when you're older. And I was like, uh, and then it was about the time I was coming up on the time where I had to either re-enlist and, like, sign more time away oh, where yeah. I would be, yeah. or leave. And I had, th- so I had this, like, new job that I was going to get. And I was like, all right, this is a little bit lower impact. Um, and then I just remember there was a little bit of, like, a fuck around at the leadership level where they were basically, like, like, they were slowing my paperwork down for this. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, my life is completely in other people's hands all the time, all the time. and I'm yeah. sick of it. And I was like, I need to also, to be fair, like I didn't have, I didn't finish uni yet. Mm. So that was a big thing. And I didn't want to do online school. Like I wanted to do something better than the school I got kicked out of. Yeah. So I was like, I, I hold myself to a certain standard. So I was like, I can't just like do American university online yeah. or like university of Illinois online school. Like I had friends that did it and it's mm. fine and it counts as a degree, but I was like, fuck this. I want to go to an Ivy league school. Yeah. So, um, and I was like, I also wanted to start a family and I wanted to like make money. Mm. I was like, I'm not going to like start a family while I'm in the military because if I, you know, if I deploy and all this stuff and then I die, like I, I had too many people that I know, like I wear this thing on my wrist and it's like a, a friend that was killed mm. and it's like, I could wear, I think if I wore all of them, it would be like up to my elbow. And, um, just like people that you know, like people that you really like spend time with. It's a it's a bracelet for a friend that was killed. If you ever seen anyone wearing this, like that's what it means. Yeah. Well, what, it's more it of a US thing. On it? Has his name on it, where it happened, cool. like yeah, the yeah. date, everything. Um cool. like what unity was in. Um and yeah, at that point I just remember being like, I don't wanna like have any ties while I'm in. Mm. Like I don't want to start a family. Like I don't wanna like have like a really a girlfriend that I'm close with or anything. Mm. I just really wanna, you know get through it unscathed and not bring anyone into my shit. Yeah. Uh, my family was enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like for sure. For sure. So 
I ended up just saying, fuck it. I was like, I'm going to get out and I'm going to go and transition and go to school. Fair. That's what I did. How did I, how did you find settling back in a normal life? Going from like yeah. being, as you said, people being in control of everything that you do to then being somewhat like quote unquote free to do whatever the fuck oh, you wanted. Dude, so crazy. So weird. I was going to, was it hard? Did you, did, was it like quite uncomfortable? Um, like what was that like? The first thing I did as I moved to San Diego. Okay. That was my good, dad, good my dad met me in Seattle and then we did like a father son road trip all the way down the coast from Seattle all the way down the 101. Yeah. To like we went through like Portland, San Francisco, L.A., Sick. down in San Diego, and I settled in San Diego because I was like, I want to live somewhere like here, mm. like I want to live on the beach. beach yeah. um, Warm weather. And I got a job, and I like went through this training, and then I came back, and I said, "Fuck that!" And I got a different job. I was working at like an artisan coffee roasting company, That's like so as random. like a supply chain dude. Yeah, it was so random. But every it's morning, such I'd a like big change. Yeah, it was super weird. And like, I think one of the things that's weird is that you go from being like. I think the lucky part about San Diego is they have a lot of SEALs. There are a lot of Navy SEALs there. Yeah. And so I fell into a group of like a bunch of active SEALs. Oh, cool. That like maybe like I think I'd met one of them before he came up to the base and like we did some training or something. Yeah. But the rest of them I didn't know. And like they were like, oh, you did that. And so we ended up kind of having this crew so I could like we could talk about stuff. Yeah. But for me, it was like you go from doing really hard shit every day that you're like kind of proud to do. And to be honest, like when I was in – like even when I was when I was in, like a lot of those like terrorist attacks happen in like Paris and London. I don't know if you remember that stuff. Like yeah, you remember yeah. like the Bataclan massacre. Yeah. Like I remember being at the airport going home to visit my family, and that happened. And I was like, I, we're going to be a part of this response. And I was like, that in that in itself gives you enough like purpose every day. And then I think you get out and you're like, dude, I work at like a coffee company, like. What purpose to it? It's just my life yeah. serve right now. Like where, like there's like military has like a lot of purpose, direction, and motivation. Whereas like you get into normal life and you're like, like what's next? I think that's from the outside looking in. That's the kind of the vibe I get from a lot of people that leave the army. Like mm. they've been trained so much for a purpose to defend their country, to do this, to do that, and then. When they leave, it's like a massive hole in, hole in their life. And you, you lose that whole support system. And you lose their whole yeah. support like system. Like all your, your mates. Friends, all your, your mates are like still doing still it doing that, or they're yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know what to do. Like, day no. day. What, what am I meant to well, do today? Dude, What's I mean, honestly, I just, I just stuck to like, I'm just going to make sure I continue my fitness. Like one of the things I, I swore to myself, and I, I think I still stick to it, is I always wanted to stay dangerous. I know that sounds like kind of sounds kind of lame. What do you mean? But I always want to stay like tip top shape. Yeah. I wanted to keep shooting. Like mm. for me, I was like, I really oh, I can't do it here. But like, I really wanted to stay on the gun and like yeah. stay like that's a craft. Yeah. And so I really want to stay current with that, which not and ended up not happening. But I wanted to stay doing combat sports mm. and like stay like like have an edge, basically. Yeah, and I think a lot of my friends face that too. Is like because you get into society and everything's soft, like everything's like. You gotta like really pant in, in comparison to what well, you've been experiencing. It's not even that. You just gotta pander to feelings, and you gotta be like really diplomatic with everybody, and yeah. you gotta like massage yeah, right. everything. <laughs> gotta be and politically correct. My a friend. lot of snowflakes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not. It's not even that, man. Like, I, I'm all for treating people the way that they deserve to be treated, and like mm. not being unfair to people. But like, it's just even like handling like little business conversations. You have to just act completely differently. Oh, and so, it's just weird going from an environment where like 
that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, what's the task? Like, what are we doing? And so like, how, how many years since, just to get on the because I know what you're doing now is so different to what you were doing before. Totally. How, many, how many years since you like completely walked away from that whole... Yeah, like, I got out in 2016. 2016. It's five Five years. Five, five yeah. years, because there's been a big transition from there to like what you do now. You yeah, know, working in sales. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. You know, <laughs> at but some did point. you? Did so obviously when you leave, did you go to therapy or a psychologist or what? Yeah. So like as a part of like the before you get out there, like you got to go see a psychologist to check the block. Like you have do the to bare minimum. Is well, it, or do they really try and delve deep? Or they, they had like, a really good one. Okay. Like the base that I was on. So they they I got lucky. Most like regular soldiers that get out, even if you saw like heaps of combat, they have like regular psychologists for them. Yeah. And they see them, like they, they may choose to see them for three months before they get out or they might see them once. Okay. But we had like a special guy for like special operations forces up there. He saw, we had special forces up there and then we had mm. the Rangers up there, which is what I was a part of. And uh, the guy that I saw was wonderful. Okay, like he was sense. great. And so I had like three months to basically download all the shit on him oh, and then when I got out I felt pretty good and I was like I can take on this kind of stuff and then I remember moving to New York for school and I was like sitting in a bar and it was like the Super Bowl and the bar was packed there's heaps of people everywhere and I was alone and I was just drinking a beer uh, and I think I was going to meet up with some people later mm. and the national anthem was going off and they had like soldiers and stuff America's like there's more pomp and circumstance around that kind of shit yeah, like is. there's none here Yeah, um, which is really sad but uh because there's a lot of, like, veterans here. Um, but there's pomp and circumstance. Everybody's just, like, all patriotic. And the people in the bar were just, like, still just fucking around. Like, no one was paying attention. And I remember being like, man, I feel so alone right now. Because, like, I care. Like, I was like, mm. this is, it. like, I, I just got out of, like, this world. And, like, you feel like, I mean, there's a saying. It's like, um, the, the, there was like a general or something at the height of the Iraq war that was like, America's not at war. Marines are at war. America's at the mall. Mm. Mm. Could not be any more true. Yeah. Like people just didn't understand like the experience. Like, I mean, I think now that's changed. Like it's gotten a lot better. Do we have it so much better than the Vietnam yeah. vets did? But I just remember being like, man, like people, people just don't get it. Because if the, because if the war is not being f- technically fought in your own country it's no. so easy to forget yeah that what the hell is going on it's totally understandable dude. miles away you know they, what I mean? they don't that doesn't pay my bills you yeah. know they don't pay my taxes yeah. like they don't feed my yeah. family like yeah. yeah it's happening yeah but it's easy it's, to just like not think or not yeah, like dude. know about and pe- stuff. Pe- some people be like we pay their bills very point. You know Fair I mean? point. Yeah, they, I mean they paid that's, my they paid my bills yeah, when you know i was know what saying? Mean? Yeah. they'll say yeah. like oh, our are doing that so that they'd have like kind of that, that's how we're paying back but that's so true it's like out of sight out of mind yeah mm. and that's so prevalent and you're in a place that nobody could even spell before 2001 yeah. you find that difficult sitting around knowing all the stuff you've done and just everyone's just oblivious to it mm. you know it's not even all the stuff I did do because like I didn't well, do I that mean, much I mean shit. as in like it was, you, it was like your my friends, friends you know what I mean like, I lost I lost friends that like yeah. lost kids like they had kids being born after they died you know? And you're sitting around like, being like, how the fuck does like people don't like know about it? Yeah, so that yeah. was a weird it was just a weird transition. Yeah. 100%. But I think I think going into it, because I went to the military academy and they like they really prepared us on the mental game on yeah. how to like process this shit. Yeah. Like there was a whole lot of build up before I ever even like before I ever even like really, really got into it, that it was like preparing you to like see stuff. It was preparing you to do things mm-hmm. that like are not normal for human beings to do. Yeah. Like, at least this, in this day and age. Yeah. And it was just, like, I think I came out of it. Like, I, I, I was mentally prepared going into it. So then I was mentally prepared to, like, kind of process everything and, like, process leaving and, like, process normal society, basically. How how do you think that... 
I guess being in you know being going through everything and coming out the other side and going through therapy how do you think it's had an impact on maybe like friendships relationships do you think there's been any kind of yeah like well dude we were joking about this before speaking in like today yeah like now like living in australia i mean i guess in terms of like how it's how how do you think it's affected you dude it has made processing stuff and again like i think just understanding like i've had so many friends pass Mm. um whether it's in like training accidents combat accidents or you know combat related accidents or combat like direct combat deaths and like that kind of shit just been so many people just in my circle that are no longer here and mm. that like left families behind and like just really sad shitty situations it's really made me like double down on like loving people mm. like i can see that dude you, you can see it because yeah. like i get like if i meet if i meet a girl that i'm really into i'm like you love pretty hard. yeah i love yeah. hard i fall hard i yeah. mean dude i moved here for somebody like yeah i fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fall really i fall really hard really fast because i and and i and i tell my friends i love them like I tell all my friends, like that's the nice, people man. that I'm very close with, yeah, I'm like, that's yeah, nice. love you, man. Like I, I do it and I mean it. Love you too, bro. And it's, thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate I, you. I, don't, I don't think you're saying it to you, bro. No, no, no. no I'm saying it to everybody. <laughs> it's like, dude, Get like I, yourself, though. I think it gave me an appreciation and like a zest for life that I think few people I think like cool, really man. have. Yeah. I think so many people could maybe go the other way where they're so used to compartmentalizing. A lot of people do. You'd move mm. in and you still find it so hard to connect with people on like an emo- on, uh, emotional, emotional basis. Yeah, yeah, dude, I doubled down on that. I feel mm. like maybe you've gone like yeah. the other way. I went completely the opposite way in like in a pretty extreme way. Mm. But like as far as friends. Oh, because you know how precious life is as well. Yeah, dude, 100%. 100%. I mean, it's definitely something that you know that's being worked on, which is yeah. fucking awesome. It's part of the reason I moved here too because I was yeah. just like, like I want to live somewhere that that really truly makes me happy for however long I have left. Hundred percent. Like, I mean, it sucks, dude. My family lives in Jersey. I'm like, yeah. like it's so far. Like, yeah. it's literally the longest flight in the world is Sydney to New York. Like, it doesn't get any worse. And yeah, um, is, it is, yeah. But it's like this place makes me so happy. The network makes me so happy. Like, like just having very tight friendships. Like, that's where I get my fulfillment in life. It's 100%. not my job. Like, it's not how much money I make. Like, yeah. no, I get fulfillment from that. But like, I, what really fills my cup is like the amount of love I have in my life. And I yeah. get that all from friends. I get it all from like the, the family, like chatting with my folks. And like, even though they're far, like I still like we catch up. Like, you know. Um, like nothing ever happened, but I, I think, and then like relationships too. Like, even if they're short, like I still get a lot from that because yeah. like I have friends that have not been able to experience that yeah. at all. Like, to be honest, man, you're 18 years old. You go in, you, you come don't out, really know yourself. You at come that point. out, you don't even dude. you're, you're just a, you're just like a walking hard on. You don't know shit. You don't know, you don't know shit about life. Mm-hmm. You don't know shit about love. You yeah. don't know what true love is. Nah. Like, no, you don't know. And, and, uh, and I think a lot of my friends suffer from PTSD because you end up like experiencing situations where you watch people die that are like very relatable to the people that you knew in the States. But dude, it's like, um, 35. are we good? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys yeah, need yeah. like break? No, no, no. We're almost done. Are we? Yeah, yeah. We got to like the end of the. Don't but yeah, no. Sorry, um, you were I, saying just for. It just gives you like. Yeah. It gives you like a legitimate appreciation for how valuable life is, and like, like the human experience, and yeah. like. Everyone's unique, and. Yeah, man. It's just like it really makes you take a look at like and and I I think a lot of people like once a year they try to like take stock of their lives. Mm. Totally valid but i do it way more often because i'm like man like am i happy am i doing things that make me happy am i around people that make me happy like it's kind of why like even like if i meet somebody and they don't 
Like I don't gel with him or whatever. Like I just don't spend time with him. I think I don't from, have time I'm for that, that shit. You I know? think I think from like you know hanging out with you quite a lot. I think you do quite a lot to protect your mental health. There are so many things you do. You 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 really like your job. You surround yourself with good people. You've got your training. You do. You've got your daily dips. Your swimming. Your hobbies. Your surfing. Yeah. There are so many things you do to fill up your life with things that are going to make you happy. That protects your mental health. And have to. I think there are so many people that maybe in that position don't because they get absorbed with all the negative stuff they could be feeling. But I think you proactively fill your life with things that are going to make you happy. Yeah. Dude, I really yeah. do my best. Like, yeah, no, definitely, man. And it really all just comes down to the fact that like, I've seen how short it all really is. Mm. Like, That's if you were to imagine, dude, I, honestly, if you were to think, I think we as veterans have a much greater perspective on what it means to like live every last drop of life because it is really short. Really short. Like, if you were to legitimately yeah. think like, imagine, dude, if this pandemic, like, half the people we knew here or, like, a lot of people that we knew here died. Mm. You'd, live, you'd live life different. Yeah. yeah like, you really would. Like, would. if you lost a lot of people that you knew, you'd be like, fuck, man, like, why am I doing this job mm. I don't like? Mm. And, I've been, and I've been blessed in life where, like, thank goodness I haven't lost that many. Yeah. Mm. And the ones that I have lost, they've been, they've lived a life of length like yeah. they're older like yeah. they've been in their 80s or whatever yeah but i've been lucky enough that i haven't lost anyone that's like was been like crazy close if you if you see somebody that's like younger mm. go like just at any age it's yeah. to do it yeah. fundamentally changes the way you look at life it does and it did for me like despite the fact that yeah it just did like fundamentally changed everything well that's why i'm here mate that's, that's all unreal. our questions. We've gone through everything. Is everything? Bro, everything. is there, any, is there anything that's like that you want to say before we finish off? Anything that's on like anything you feel you want to you wanna share? Dude, I think like one of the things that I took away from this whole thing, like, yeah, there's all this like mental toughness and rah-rah shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's all, that's all well and good. And we can do a podcast on that if you ever like really want to dive into that. But like, I think the one thing that I took away from the military experience was just like relentless positivity. Mm. Like, absolutely relent like dude it's mm. you you know me well enough to know that it's like pretty rare that i come in and like i have like a bad slant on things mm -hmm. mm. like i try to take every situation and just make it positive because like dude in those like shitty 13 like 96 hour long weeks like the guys that survive it are relentlessly positive yeah and i think that the time that we're in now there's so much uncertainty but i think if you try to find the good like the little the things, things dude I'm telling you right now like we'd have like those those days that we were just up at like 3.30 in the morning and you're just like yeah. running like when they do give you a break like and you have like a hot cup of something it feels great that's good like that's <laughs> like a check in the block yeah. or like the sun on your face like mm. notice the little things like pay attention to the breeze like pay attention to like somebody's smile or like how somebody feels when like how you feel when somebody's around you yeah. like those like micro things that we we don't pay attention to because we're like on our phones so I'm guilty of it too yeah like that is what life is all about and, like, that is how you get through, like, weird, shitty times like this. Like, I've, like, literally taken so much pleasure in, like, seeing you guys. Or, like, mm -hmm. Thanks, man. just a casual beer. Or, like, a good conversation. Mm -hmm. Or, like, decent a house dip. Party. A good dip. Or, like, yeah, decent. I mean, we haven't had a house party <laughs> in a while. Right? But, like. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hit his leg there. By yeah, the way. right? Like, <laughs> like, we. Like, it's. Dude, you have to focus on the good. Daily dips, bro. Every Daily dude, dips. every fucking day, focus on the good because yeah. that's what life's about. Like, it's not about like your money, your job, or like all this other bullshit on social media. Like, it's mm. literally about those like daily human micro interactions that like makes life. Awesome. Those daily dips definitely help me. Just those, yeah. those little moments of just yeah. like, just 
just being just doing what, what you want to do in your daily work when you've got so much shit going on yeah taking time out taking to do time stuff do. dude it's even like another thing too is like the importance of community like people lose themselves when they get out of the military because they don't have a community like yeah. to fall into because we come from a community of guys that are just like hard charging barrel yeah. chested fucking dudes and there's girls in it now whatever but um and i think the biggest thing for me that made me really fall in love with Australia was the community that I fell into here. Like the yeah. acceptance, like yeah. the, the radical acceptance here. Like everyone, we're all from different places, but exactly. like it's the community that I fell into. It's the gym community. And I think like something that people could take away is like find a community. Like the military is so strong because it's so tight. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. so tight. That's what makes it so great. And that's what makes it so hard to leave. And that's what makes like the transition hard. Yeah. But if you just build your community out, like after I that, because yeah. you're like most people that get out, like, yeah, like, are you, are you a little broken? Are you a little fucked up? Yeah, absolutely. You can work on that. Yeah. But like, if you go out and like actively try to like make friends and like get people to accept you and 100%. you accept them and like build relationships, those, that community in itself is like really important to building the life that you want. And I think that's what the military did to me. It basically made me realize because there's so much downtime, dude. There's so much, like, it's not all kicking doors and, like, yeah. you know, blowing shit up and jumping out of planes. It was so much downtime. Like, it was so much time where you're just sitting there and you're, like, with the guys and you're in this cage and you're just, just, like, talking, throwing talking. balls around. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are we going to do when we get out? Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, I want to be a fucking porn star. Like, yeah. I don't know. Guys, <laughs> guys want to do crazy shit. <laughs> and, like, I think it's, like, like it's it's those, like, little things that helps you... The one percent is like it? move forward. forward. Yeah, hundred percent. Wow, mate, it's been emotional. Dude, you are it's red. Been, um, yeah, I, I really should have walked in with <laughs> sun cream on. I mean, I, I know it was worth it. I didn't want to walk away and miss any of this, so I'm glad I got red for you, bro. Yeah, that was awesome. You're fucked. I later. know. Like we're yeah. gonna be rubbing you down with aloe. Yeah, I well, need to you will get be. some sun cream. Yeah, I'll watch, bro, mate. Thank you thank so you much, much for coming fun. on, man. Thanks, this has guys. been really educational. Uh, there's so, so much about you I did not know, and this is seriously. Yeah, that was thank. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for sharing. Made it this far, and uh, <laughs> you've made it this far. If you yeah. made it this far. If you give enough of a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you will have. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see you very, very soon. And again, thank you, Charlie. Yeah, yeah man. peace and love. Appreciate Happy days, it, and let's go for a dip and get some food. Let's get a dip. Let's go. <laughs>